When you order in the McDonald's app, you and three friends could win free McDonald's for life. Choose from daily deals and all new bundles to share. And unlock exclusive merch drops for you and your squad. Ooh. Order each day for more chances to win. Limit one entry per day. Based on two meals a week for 50 years. No purchase necessary. Rules at McDonald'sForLifeSweeps.com ends 12-25-22. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21+. plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What's going on, Twitter? What's going on, Facebook? It's the three nights today for Belly Up Fantasy Live. Ryan, Tom, and myself, Chris Pinto. We got a good one for y'all. We got some faces on here that y'all haven't seen before and some returning faces that y'all have. So let's get ready for week 14. The playoffs are here, y'all. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Double thumbs up. Oh, yeah. Double thumbs up. Ryan and Tom. Man, let's jump into this because it's week 14, guys. Uh, big preview, full slate of games. And we got some guys from the Belly Up roster here to help us out uh, in Billy's absence. So let's get to it. Week 14 has arrived, and it's the holiday season. There's joy in the air, and playoffs are a reason. So loosen those belts up and get ready to feast. Whether you're in first place or your playoff hopes are deceased, because the info we got is so good for the soul, and this knowledge we bring gets us closer to the goal. The reason you listen, the reason you're here, to bring home the W's is a, as, <laughs> and have fantasy cheer. So drink up that eggnog and don't forget to add whiskey, because the boys are all here to make things nice and frisky. We got the usual suspects, Chris, Tom, and Billy. Oh, Chris, Tom, uh, and Ryan. Let's add unusual suspects and see what knowledge they're supplying. We had Kai to the mix with his tacos perspective. We got Kevin in two playoff as his prime directive. Travis returns to the show with all his fantasy glory. And introducing Mike here to tell his fantasy story. So come one, come all to the fantasy show. If you're rocking with us, you already know that this show's the hottest and the takes are the bods. Uh, in terms of fantasy football, welcome to the realm of the gods. Good job, Ryan. I love it, man. Always. Uh, what's going on? Hey there. One of our new guys to belly up. Uh, what's going on? Thank you, Liz, for tuning in as well. Um, man, love it, love it, love it. Let's just go right into our our uh, 
our live read for Manscaped, guys. Uh, this is one of our hottest sponsors right now and our biggest sponsor as well. Uh, they've really trusted in us, so we want to get them right at the front of our show. So support for Belly Up Fantasy comes from Manscaped. Who is the best in man below the below the waist grooming? Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. With the holiday season coming up, guys, here we go. Jingle balls to the vault, to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get your yourself a gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Go check this out on their website. It has so much stuff in it. Um, the lawnmower 3.0, the crop duster, nice boxers, and a t-shirt, and a little piece, and a, and a paper to read uh, while you're trimming yourself. Uh, Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, guys. So let's hop into it, guys, with the Week 14 matchups. And you know what? We're going to bring in for the first time on Belly Up Fantasy Live, uh, on Belly Up Fantasy or Belly Up Sports in general, Mike to the table. How you doing, Mike? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me tonight, guys. Good to good to finally be on the show. No, I'm pretty new, but looking forward to it. We uh, we're very thankful to have you, and we're ready to rock and roll, man. So, this first game comes up. It's the New England Patriots six and six against the Rams eight and four. The over under of this game is forty four and a half points. Can be played Thursday night. The New England Patriots stayed in town from their last game, so um, everything should be good to go on this short week for them. You got Cam Newton, who I'm sure Tom is going to dog here in a little bit. Uh, but I want to talk about the dynamic duo of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup going up against a pretty stout defense, the eighth uh, best against the wide receiver, but they're giving up 32.4 points. So that's all right. This dynamic duo between these guys are on the field almost 90% of the time, and they command almost a 21% target share divide between the two of them. Uh, both at about 763 yards for Robert Woods and 831 for Cooper Cup. Uh, seven touchdowns between the two of them and their air yards are really stout over seven for both of them. Um, I like both these guys in this matchup. And last week, finally, Sean McVay unleashed Cam Akers. Golly, how long has it been for Cam Akers on that sideline? Last week, he had 22 touches, 94 yards, uh, or 94 scrimmage yards, uh, and a touchdown. He was the running back 12 on the week. This week, he goes up against the 14th worst defense uh, against the running back position. So he's pretty... If Sean McVay uh, gives him the reins again, I expect a big game for him. Um, Tom, what do you think on this game, and do you want to add anyone else? To be honest, I think this is going to be a little bit of a low-scoring game. I'm thinking under. I I think both defenses are really solid, especially against the quarterbacks. You look at Los Angeles, they're allowing the least points uh, to opposing quarterbacks. That doesn't bode well for Cam Newton, who, by the way, last week, uh, against the Chargers, had a total of 69 nice uh, passing yards, uh, did have a passing touchdown, and 48 rushing yards with two rushing touchdowns. I mean, the only reason he was fancy relevant last week was because of the touchdowns. If he didn't have the rushing touchdowns, if they had to hand that off to somebody else, then there's zero fancy relevance with 69 yards and a touchdown. That That's not going to do it. Um, and it, even with Cam Newton, yes, he's put up quite a number of rushing touchdowns this year. He can't do it every single week consistently, and the Rams' defense isn't going to be the, an easy one to do it against. Uh, so I don't anticipate him having a big game. And even on the other side for L.A., 
New England is allowing the 27th, uh, you know, most points to quarterback. So what's that fifth least? Um, you know, it's, it's not like it's an easy matchup for Jared Goff in this offense either. Um, I think they'll have a little bit easier time. Um, I think Jared Goff's a little bit better quarterback than Cam Newton. Um, but the biggest thing for me is I am fading Cam hard this week, even for what I tend to do. Yeah, I'm with you. I usually fade Cam as well. I'm doubly fading Cam as well. I love that Pinto listed at wide receiver just two Rams receivers and no New England Patriot receivers stats at all, which I think is pertinent and relevant because Myers has been a guy that's received some volume, but not against this defense. My God, guys, who, who do you start? You'd like to look for a tight end? Ooh, Ryan Izzo? Izzo? No, I don't want anything to do with that either. There's nothing on this offense outside the ground game, which kind of could include Cam, but not against this defense. Um, Michelle played not enough. Harris got his ceiling just obliterated by Michelle being in there. James White, one week he has two, one catch, the only catch for backfield. Next week more. I'm really inconsistent here. And this defensive, by the way, New England's defense looks like New England's defense from last year. It's like they finally got everything together. That defense held a Justin Herbert-led explosive offense that I'm going to be back on this week to a bad, bad game. So to me, I agree with Tom. I'm smashing the under. Uh, Akers was the guy for me until I saw Henderson break that big one at the end. I just don't know which one of these guys. Brown had a couple plays, so I'm not going to be all in on these backs, even though I think Akers is the lead guy. I'm going to avoid this for fantasy for the most part. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree that it's pretty tough to trust anyone on the Patriots. I mean, Cam would probably be the only one, but I kind of agree with you guys on fading him this week. He had the two rushing touchdowns last week against the Chargers, but you know, going through and looking at this matchup, the Rams – uh, have the third best rushing defense in the NFL. And I think that can stuff Cam Newton. If he's trying to do those, you know, goal line uh, QB sneaks in, I think, you know, Aaron Donald and that tough uh, Rams uh, front of that defense is going to have something to say about it. So uh, I think the Patriots pretty tough to trust. And I don't think any of the running backs or wide receivers you can go with here too. Uh, circling back to, to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, uh, I think relying on them for volume might be a little risky in this uh, just because the Patriots defense is starting to step up and they're volume dependent fantasy receivers. They're not really, uh, you can't really rely on them uh, to get points with touchdowns. Their touchdown uh, numbers just aren't totally there this year, but I think either one of them could be a decent flex play. If you're, you know, if you have them in your, on your roster and you know, you can put them in that first or second flex spot, then I think it's not a terrible choice. And Cam Akers at running back for the Rams. If you're going to have to do it, I think, again, it would be a, a flex play. It just might be a bit riskier. But this is a tough fantasy matchup to figure out. And I think if you're going with either team, you'd have to go with you know, the Rams as being the ones you can rely on just a bit more. Because the Patriots, with this Rams defense, I, it just it's hard to trust. Yeah, the volume's got to be there, right? That I was looking at that too, Mike. That's a good point. With Cooper Cup, only two touchdowns this season uh, compared to what he's had. But I, I'm going to have to disagree just a tad on the volume. I like their volume. I think it is good. They're getting, I mean, Cooper Cup 6.5 touches per game and then Robert Woods 7.6 touches per game. Scrimmage yards are both over 860. But the touchdowns, you are right. They're just not there like they were last year uh, against this defense, too. Uh, I do temper action with wisdom. But I like these guys a lot. I like it a lot, guys. Uh, moving on to the next game, Tom, take us away, brother. Yeah. Next game, uh, could be an interesting one. We got Houston four and eight going into Chicago, uh, Chicago five and seven over under 45 and a half here. Um, I think it's kind of an interesting matchup actually. 
Uh, Houston, obviously, we had a lot of you know wide receiver turnover in the last couple of weeks here with Fuller going down. Um, you know, that releasing people. It's the Bill O'Brien era of just blowing that team up. Apparently, isn't over, is it, Pinto? But with that being said, I mean, you look at last week's numbers. Kiki QT really showed up against uh, the Colts, which is a very good defense. Eight receptions, 141 yards. Um, and then Chad Hansen went five receptions for 101. I don't know about you guys. I did not anticipate seeing Chad Hansen's name associated with triple-digit receiving yards in a single game this year. But here we are. Um, I mean, with that being said, Chicago is allowing the fourth-least points to wide receivers. So it's going to be tough to say, number one, how effective is the Houston passing game going to be? And number two, if it is, who's it going to be? Is QT going to stay that number one? Are we going to see you know Hanson step up again? Is Brandon Cooks going to break out? It, it's a tough one. Um, but the interesting thing is Chicago has the third most points to tight ends. So are we going to see you know Jordan Akins have a great game here? We've seen him kind of be sporadic throughout the season, so this could be a big game for him. Uh, you know, even just from targets. Uh, so PPR leagues could be a big hit. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think I texted you guys this, but when Chad Hansen caught that ball, I was like, Chad Hansen, uh, I think he tried to sell me insurance last week. And I was just blown away at how much of a great game he had. So hats off to Chad Hansen last week. The only guy I really like from the Houston Texans is Deshaun Watson. I can't really start anyone else with confidence. Um, Chicago, over the past four weeks, the 29th worst defense against the quarterback position, 23 and 23 points to the quarterback position, allowing nine touchdowns and close to a thousand yards. Deshaun Watson, rock and roll uh, with him on the opposite side. I like Monty against this bad Houston Texans defense, the worst defense against the run over the past four weeks, giving up uh, close to 35 points per game. So those are the two guys I really like. Uh, Mike, take it away, brother. Yeah, I agree with you uh, pretty wholeheartedly on the Deshaun Watson take there. Um, Matt Stafford threw for over 400 yards on the Bears defense last week. And uh, I mean, maybe it was Matt Stafford was being held back by Matt Patricia. I could talk about it all day because I'm I'm a big Detroit Lions fan here in Michigan. So, but that's besides the point. I I think Deshaun Watson could be in for a big game here. The wide receiver situation, a little tough to figure out because QT was catching those deep balls. Brandon Cooks also uh, some concussion concerns uh, that were raised at the end of their game against the Colts. So, Got to kind of monitor that. I mean, I'm a Brandon Cooks fantasy owner, so I'm going to be keeping my eye on that going in just because I might need him uh, for a flex play going into this week, uh, you know, trying to make a push in the playoffs. But uh, the wide receiver situation, tough to figure out. Same with the Texans' backfield, Duke Johnson and David Johnson, the two Johnsons. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to gauge which one's going to be favored on any given day. It seems like David Johnson, now that he's back, might be – favored when it comes to carries, but Duke Johnson is kind of the go-to uh, for pass catching out of the backfield. So it's just hard to to look at either one of them and say, you know, that they're a definite uh, lock into a fantasy lineup. But for the Bears, David Montgomery, I also agree with you, uh, Chris, on that take. I think Montgomery could be in for a big one here. The Texans allow the second most uh, rush yards of any team in the league, and they've allowed 16 rushing TDs this year. So I think that's a really favorable matchup for David Montgomery. Yeah, I actually agree. Monty has looked good two weeks in a row, something that I've been waiting to see. His We've all known what Monty could be, and he's never been. Lately, he's been that. He's had 
in my opinion, two games where I was watching when I was like, hey, that's a different guy than what we saw earlier in the season. He looks like the guy we thought he could be. Uh, Watson is on fire right now. I don't think there's a hotter quarterback in the league. Seriously, uh, he's doing this against tough defenses too. Last week, Indy didn't make a difference. Still a beastly game. This week, Chicago, not going to make a difference. I do think Patricia was holding Stafford back. That was the Stafford that I expected to see this year when he had was on pace for 5,000 yards last year and that monster year when he got hurt. So I do think that Detroit is a little bit up, especially if they can get Swift back and healthy. But beside the point, Houston is going to win this game, I think. Trubisky's going to keep it interesting. He's a play I like as well. Houston's defense is not very good, period. Um, Kiki Kuti, we just got asked, um, sit one, Moster Juju Kuti. I will sit Kuti, even though I love Kuti. With Juju, I like Scott saying Juju. I agree with you slightly, Scott, in that there's three big receivers there, but don't bench Moster. In my opinion, that was anomalous. He has been a beast this year, and I expect him to get back to his beastly ways. Back to lastly, this game. Aikens, somebody mentioned Aikens. The thing about Aikens that I don't like is sometimes it's fells. And if it's going to be fells, it's going to be fells when you play Aikens. And if it's going to be Aikens, it's going to be when you play fells. So I've just kind of written off the uh, tight end for that team because I don't dig the fact that I can't decide which one is going to be. The other thing is Darnell Mooney today is a sneaky play because Houston doesn't have really depth at that CB position. So Mooney has looked really good. Uh, although I'll look at Anthony Miller and then a Rob can't be stopped. Like if you're not playing a Rob, you, that band is on anybody's bench. They're bad because he has been playing above and beyond. He's going to get a contract or he's going to go somewhere else. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Uh, I traded a Rob a couple weeks ago and kind of regret it, but also, I mean, it was, it was, it was a, it was a sell high trade move. So best of both worlds, but yeah, see for me, uh, I, I would have done the same thing. And now I'm like, man, that guy is, is really, um, he's played it, it again. A lot of it is my eyeball. He's played exceptionally well. Real quick as well. I hope Dan Mater is watching this show and thinking back to early this year when we were talking about Brandon cooks and injury concerns, because what did I say? Concussions. The man's had enough of them that it's becoming an issue. I, you, you can't make these things up. Uh, oh, no. Remember Danny Woodhead? Yeah, I do. I remember. I remember Wes Welker? They used to be good. Exactly. They don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, what I find, what I suspect is going to be an interesting game. Minnesota at Tampa Bay, 52.5 over-under. I don't know what I think about that over-under. I know what I think about Brady is going to be a play for me. Minnesota hasn't been able to stop anything. Um, basically, every receiver in this game is going to be a play for me. Uh, I do think it's going to be high scoring. I just don't know 
how much the run game is going to be involved. If they're going to be able to get to that 52.5 because they have Cook on one side and Jones is kind of a ground and pound guy. I don't know how much uh, runs Fournette's going to get, but if Tampa Bay gets up early, I like this game for Ronald Jones a lot. If Tampa Bay somehow goes down because Cook goes crazy, give me some more of uh, Leonard Fournette. But for me, Jefferson and Thielen, I don't think that it matters what their matchup is. You have to play them. Cousins has been really exceptional lately, uh, especially when you compare him to Kirk Cousins. And then um, on the other side, Godwin's injury with his finger is a problematic thing for me, but it does open up things for A.B. And obviously, Gronk is kind of a guy now, but it opens up things for Cameron Brait as well, slash Tyler Johnson, slash whichever you know which one of those guys is going to fill in. Because Godwin's been the most, in my opinion, he's been the most uh, dependable receiver on that team this year. Tom, what are you feeling about this game? You know, I will say that Godwin injury, it does scare me a little bit. Um, it doesn't really open up Antonio Brown as much as I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying. He hasn't really done a lot. I mean, if you look at over the last three weeks, he's got 45 and a half yards, five receptions, you know, averaging. Like, it's it's nothing crazy. Um, and I don't think that even with Godwin being banged up, he's not going to miss the game completely. But even if he's limited, I, I don't think that that opens up Antonio Brown into being a very viable play unless you're in a very deep league, a deep, you know, multiple flex positions. That's really the only time I could see that value. Um, the bigger concern I have here is um, Tampa Bay has the second least points to running backs. Can Dalvin Cook kind of break through that and have another one of his fantastic weeks that he's been having, you know, multiple touchdown game? Um, I think if they get on top of it early, he could have a, a solid game. But if this is a, a touchdown for touchdown game, point for point, I think that we could see some decreased value this week for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, the, yeah. the Bucks got the they got the number one rush defense in the league, so that's a, a concerning matchup. And he has twenty, uh, he has twenty or more carries in in back to back games, but. You know, you you got to kind of weigh the volume versus the matchup, and kind of what you just said of how it might turn into a a shootout, kind of gunslinging through the air game. I don't know if I think Dalvin Cook is is still a play because he's just kind of that he's that guy, but it might be more of an RB two situation, and, and don't kind of count on him to carry you this week. Yeah, if you're in a daily fantasy, I, I look somewhere else if possible. Mm-hmm. If, if, obviously, if you have him in a redraft league or you know dynasty, you draft him, you're going to play him. But it, it's not the the most uh, solid play you've had. I will say I am more confident in Justin Jefferson because I think it could turn into a, a shootout. I think that's the guy. We've seen it week in and week out. He is a fantastic receiver. I'm kicking myself that the Eagles didn't take him. I, such is life. But Justin Jefferson, to me, is the play in this game. Jalen Rager. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Tom, I totally agree with you on the Justin Jefferson take. Um, there's a guy, obviously, he's one of our big followers. He's in our chat right now. Uh, I drafted Justin Jefferson, and then after week two, I dropped him for some reason. He picked him up, and he uh, has now swept me this year with Justin Jefferson in his flex. Uh, wide receiver four last week, wide receiver seven on the year. Almost 70 points over his expected point total. Uh, the kid is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, no doubt in my mind. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the past four weeks giving up close to 60 points to the wide receiver position, close to, I mean, over 800 yards and six touchdowns to the wide receiver position, allowing close to an 80% catch uh, catching percentage. 
Justin Jefferson's about to eat this week. Uh, and then I had to talk about my guy, Mike Evans, right, Ryan? No one wants to talk about Mike yeah. Evans? Come on, baby. Mike Evans, touchdown machine in the red zone. Um, by week last week, obviously, over the year, he's wide receiver 18, 175 points, 23 points over his expected point total, which is good um, considering he had a, what, a, a 1-1-1 game. So let's rock and roll Mike Evans, I think, against the – Minnesota defense over the past four weeks, they've given up 37 points. So let's see what he can do in the red zone. I like Mike Evans in this uh, matchup. Um, Before we move on, I want to talk about someone thriving besides Coach Ayala in our chat and Justin Jefferson. I'm talking about one of our sponsors, guys. Uh, Thrive Fantasy. Use the promo code BELLYUP from Thrive Fantasy. Uh, come hashtag prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Use promo code BELLYUP when you sign up today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus uh, on your first deposit of $20 or more. So download the Thrive Fantasy app today, please, guys. Um, now, moving on to America's team, Tom, versus the Cincinnati Bengals. The 3-9 and nine Dallas Cowboys versus the 2-9-1 and one Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Over-under of this game is 43.5 points. Probably smashing the under on this one. Uh, there's really not too much for me to talk about this game because I'm just so disheartened from the Cowboys. Obviously, I invested a lot in them uh, at the beginning of the season and not a lot to pay off. The one guy I do want to talk about in this that's probably going to have a pretty decent game um, is going to be T. Higgins on the Bengals side. Um, over the past, I guess, four weeks, uh, the Dallas Cowboys given up about 33 points to the wide receiver position. So T. Higgins is the only guy I want to talk about, and uh, that's it. Mike, I'd like you to add a whole bunch right now. Okay. Well, um, yeah, th- this isn't the most interesting matchup. I mean, uh, you look at the Bengals, Joe Mixon, uh, I think he's already been ruled out for this game. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, He's, you know, not been too impressive, less than 10 fantasy points in his last four outings, but Dallas is dead last in the league when it comes to rushing defense. So maybe a chance for Giovanni Bernard to bounce back, but I don't know if you really want to to go with him or count on him. It just might be, you know, if you're desperately looking for someone with a favorable matchup, then maybe look to Bernard just because of the fact that the Dallas, when it comes to defending the run is pretty uh, abysmal. Um, but T Higgins, I like uh, what you just mentioned about him. Um, again, a guy I traded uh, from my fantasy team earlier in the year. So um, not, you know, not don't have the biggest eye on him right now. But uh, again, this one too. And you look at um, uh, Boyd as well. Uh, when you talk about Bengals wide receivers, he had 13.2 fantasy points, I think, uh, in the first in the first half before he got ejected from their game against the Dolphins in the second quarter, but 13 uh, PPR fantasy points uh, before getting ejected in the second corner. He could have in quarter. He could have gone off for a lot more in that game. So maybe look to him as well, uh, along with T Higgins, just, you know, don't think T Higgins is the only uh, Bengals wide receiver that you can maybe look to in this game. But overall, this is, game doesn't hold too much uh, fantasy weight. Uh, when you really look at it, it's too, you know, bottom level teams right now to, and with not a whole lot of fantasy intrigue, Ezekiel Elliott, you're probably going to start him just because it's kind of like the Dalvin cook uh, thing that we just mentioned where he's a big name running back in the league. And if you had him in a dynasty league or, or you drafted him high up in your fantasy draft in the first couple rounds, you're going to play him just probably as an RB two. He hasn't had a touchdown um, since week five, I think, 
but Cincinnati, uh, they're a, a, like Dallas. They're also a bottom five rush defense in the league. So it could be a, a reason for uh, Zeke to take advantage of that matchup. Yeah, for me, again, yeah, I, I like Zeke more than I have probably any week since Dak went down. Um, I actually like Dalton, too. I feel like he's getting a little more comfortable in this offense. We didn't get to really see him. I mean, people forget he was a Pro Bowl guy in his early career. He had these kind of weapons at certain points in his career when he had Ushmanzada and Green when they were young. And they were kind of lighting it up. Dalton was a 30-touchdown type, 4,000-yard type quarterback. Uh, with the weapons he possesses here, there's no reason for him not to be fantasy relevant, especially against this defense, which I'm just not that impressed with overall. The other thing is with Dalton, I, we're seeing I'm seeing Star C D Lamb. First off, shout out to R. Bruce Willis, uh, killing it in St. Jude Bowl on Twitter right now. We're talking. Thanks, guys, for getting involved. That is strange that Dallas has a shot in the division, which sounds so counterintuitive considering their record. But actually, I'm not going to dog on that division too bad anymore. I've been pretty impressed with Washington and New York recently but I do think Dallas wins this game they have nothing to play for with Burrow why not get a higher pick and let Burrow get better and build that team this is the real way to tank this is how you tank properly when your guy goes down all right we're gonna be playing Brandon Allen and Finley the rest of the year we're gonna get wrecked let him get wrecked Mixon shouldn't come back Geo is not that good like AJ AJ uh, Green's about to walk Higgins they should just shut him down shut him down like this is a juggernaut you're building right now who thought higgins was going to be as good as he was not me for this week sorry i'll get back on track for this week zeke uh pollard as your flex option you know it i'm all about flexing pollard and then for receiver you say starting lamb i prefer cooper dalton seems to be more familiar with a go-to guy uh, i'm looking at cooper in the same way i looked at dalton and aj green uh Cooper did seem to be the guy when I was watching. When he needed something, Cooper was getting it for him. Lamb slipped and fell a couple times. He had a couple rookie – I think he's going to go to the veteran. Also, Gallup looked good. Give me Dallas. Give me those receivers, all three of them, but give me Cooper most. And then Zeke and Pollard. Really, Dallas and nobody for Cincy. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to say that Dallas isn't going to be able to throw on these guys, run on these guys. Cincinnati's not a very good team right now. I will say I think that running will be a little bit tougher uh, than throwing against Cincinnati, but I guess we'll find out. Um, really what's interesting to me is what is Cincinnati's offense going to look like here? Brandon Allen's been okay. I mean, considering he is a backup for a rookie quarterback, so it's not even like it's some established backup. He's a young backup to a rookie quarterback on a bad team, and he's been facing two of the tougher defenses in the league uh, or passing defenses in the Giants who lately have really turned it on for passing defense and Miami who's really shut people down as well. Um, you know, with that being said, he's still put up decent numbers. Uh, I mean, 153 passing yards against Miami, a touchdown, um, the one interception. It's, it's to be expected. But going from facing some of the toughest defenses in the league to – one of the worst, if not the worst, passing defense. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bigger game here. I think Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins must plays. I think they're going to get catches, and I think they're going to get yards. Like we said, if Tyler Boyd hadn't gotten ejected last week, his one catch for, was it 72, 73 yards and a touchdown? I mean, he's going to get other touches, and we've seen it all year, regardless of who's throwing him the ball. With that being said, though. Tom, let me interrupt you real quick on that. Spicy business real fast. All right. <laughs> Mike, uh, great to have you on tonight. Hopefully you can come back in the future. 
Maybe we yeah, can do like a Sunday morning preview show. Uh, Taylor, dude. Yeah, job. absolutely killed it, Mike. Let everyone know where they can follow you at, what you're working on, um, and hopefully we we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. It was fun to to meet you guys at Belly Up. This is the first time we've you know talked really face to face. Well, not face to face, but seen each other's faces. So uh, good to know. But always fun to come on and and talk fantasy. Um, but you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike and Zima. Um, just getting started at Belly Up, but starting to write some really good stuff um, about my my Detroit Lions, who I love to hate. I guess you could say, um, and uh, looking to write. Uh, a lot more about hockey too. I'm a big NHL guy. Um, hockey season's coming up uh, January 13th. Can't wait. So uh, yeah, got all that good stuff uh, coming, but thanks for having me on again, guys. Thank you, Mike. Glad to have you. Oh yeah. Looks like Marco loves you too. Good call, Marco. Oh, sweet Marco. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that takes us to. Uh, oh, hang on. I got a little, I got to wrap up on Cincy here. I got a little, We'll take for you. I have a little bit as well. Oh, oh no, wait, please, Tom. Okay, and mine's quick. Go Dallas's defense isn't as bad as it used to be. Since Van Der Esch has come back, Dallas's defense has been below average at worst. And I know that sounds weird, but we're looking at them like they were and not like they are because they haven't been as bad as they were when Van Der Esch was out. So that's just one thing to consider. I've seen it a couple times since Van Der Esch has come back that I was like, ooh, this is uh, – a bit faster defense with him. They're just faster. And so I I've, I've noticed that. I don't think you're wrong. I think he is a big piece to that defense, especially they've had some injuries across the board, offense and defense, obviously. But with that being said, I still believe Brandon Allen going for at least 250 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. What do we think? And that's without Joe Mixon in the backfield to take pressure off of him. That's pretty hot. Mm, I don't know, man. Is that, is that spicy for a guy that hasn't broken or he barely broke 150 so far this year? What do we think? I think that's I, I think know. that's spicy. All right, that's spicy enough, uh, but it's not quite as spicy as hop sauce. So hop sauce is handcrafted with farm fresh jalapeno habaneros. Hoff's original Hoff sauce has gone on to win numerous awards and gain international recognition. Hoff and Pepper always strives to create, uh, excuse me, create sauces and seasonings that enhance flavors with balanced heat profiles. Every one of their handmade products is manufactured in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and is naturally vegan and gluten-free. So make sure you guys use code BELLYUP to get 10% off of your order at hoffandpepper.com today. 
I know I got a couple of presents coming in for Christmas here, some Hoff and Pepper, some of those old boxes we got going on. I'm real excited for that. But I believe that brings us into our next game here. Chris, do we have a guest coming in for these? these rounds? We sure do. Um, Before we intro the game, let's oh, intro. Don't. Kevin couldn't jump on oh. with us. It'll just be us three. We'll bang these out real quickly uh, and Fair get our enough. next guest on here pretty fast. Real quick, Kevin, we'll have to have you on another week. Kevin Wilson, one of our great writers here at Belly Up. Sad we can't have him on this week, but we'll have him on again. Um, but with that being said, going into the next game here, Tennessee 8-4 and four, going into Jacksonville 1-11, and 11, uh, over under 53.5. I'm going under. Jacksonville, we're going to keep this one pretty short. I think Jacksonville's bad. I'm really not in on anybody on this team other than James Robinson until Minshew is back. Um, that's my take on them. Tennessee, you're going to start, uh, you know, obviously Derrick Henry. You draft him to play him. This is no exception to that. Um, even Ryan Tannehill, I think he'll have a decent day to start off the the day against uh, Jacksonville to get ahead and then start pounding the ball with uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, man, I um, I agree. Other than I would look at the receivers for Jacksonville because I do think Tennessee is going to take a big lead early, so they're going to have to throw. And Glennon did seem to have um, – at least the willingness to throw the ball down the field. That was a lucky, lucky Savishka, a uh, Laviska Chenault touchdown. However, oh yeah, I agree. Brasuelas to oh, Laviska yeah. with the dynasty, big time. I, I'm trying to get as much exposure as I can to him in dynasty. But uh, for me, it's J. Rob. I do think Henry has a big bounce back game. Uh, AJB Scott, you know, AJB is my kind of like my man crush for all of football players. Him and Jacecki are my two lovebirds. They're the guys I have most by far. So I'm always playing AJB, and I'm always not playing Corey Davis because they take so much attention for AJB and Henry that Corey Davis just destroys people. I don't think he's as good as AJB, but I think he might right now be a better fantasy option because he's always going to get the number two at best, Um, especially when Jonathan Smith comes in. He really keeps everybody on their toes. But uh, for me, man, Corey Davis is a must-start now. Last week made me a believer. I was just like – this guy just has so many studs around him. He gets lost, and then he makes one or two big plays is all he's got to do to make it worth playing him. So for me, I will play all of Tennessee, and I will – I'll never sit Robinson. To me, he's a stud, and I will take a look at some of these receivers just because I think they're going to get down, and they're going to have to They're going to have to throw. So DJ Chark's been disappointing me since Minshew went down, but I might throw a LaVisca Chenault look. Uh, Colin Johnson's been intriguing me too, but he's just not getting the volume that I need to see to trust him with anything same. I'm, I'm sitting Chark most of my stuff this week, but I do think in DFS, he might be worth a look just because he's going to be not played by anybody. And if he hits, Ooh, it's going to be good. What do y'all think? Yeah. I mean, you and I came to that consensus on Corey Davis just a couple days ago to help out Blaine. Um, but yeah, Derek Henry, I think you're right. Mark, I, he's going to have a bounce back game. Uh, Jacksonville over the last four weeks, 29 points to the running back position, 29th against the running back, uh, giving up about 700 yards total to the running back and about four touchdowns. Derrick Henry, the running back three on the year, I mean, he's a beast, right? I just, you got to start him no matter what. And on the opposite side, last week. do what? Except last week. He killed week. me last week. Oh, I could, I could me, kill him. Me too. I mean, we both, last <laughs> week we both on him. I was like, he's my number one running back. Me too. Last week, running back 38. Five point oh. 
16 touches, 69 yards. Come on, out of here. But, Tom, what what's going on with Gardner? They're, they're starting Glennon again? I don't know. They're saying Gardner is healthy, so I don't know what they're going to do. James Robinson. Right. He's the second quarterback room in the league right now that I don't know what they're doing. I think you know what the other one is, but uh, we'll talk about them in a little. Yeah, while. we'll get we'll get to that one. But I mean, I think that Jacksonville is in the position where they're at one eleven. Uh, I think, unfortunately for Gardner Minshew, I think they're going for a, a top quarterback, whether that's Trevor Lawrence, whether it's Justin Fields, whoever it is that they want at the top of the draft board. I think they're going in on a quarterback. Um, for me, I just hope that Gardner Minshew is able to get out somewhere else and somebody gives him a shot because uh, I think he does have the ability to play somewhere and succeed. Chicago. That'd be a good spot. That'd be a good spot. Also, I don't know if we should do this or not, but Kevin, who was supposed to be with us, is in the comments, and he said, just start Robinson, no other Jacks, and he said, start all the Titans. So I'm gonna we can sum what he says. He's in the comments with us. He can't go live, there but go. he can at least give a little input. Oh, yeah. And he said, including Jonu Smith if he's healthy. Yeah. Which that's that's a little bit of a bold one because he has struggled this season. Ryan, yeah, that's early. Kevin from the comments almost invading the show a little bit, Ryan. Yeah, Kevin, we're going to let you invade via the comments. Speaking of invading, let's talk about one of our newer sponsors, Invader Coffee. Uh, for the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. Uh, they aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free freight charms all over the world. They keep things simple, the best coffee and an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. This coffee is 100% organic coffee beans from free trade farms, whole or ground, 100% air-roasted coffee, and 100% money-back guarantee. Use promo code BELLYUP, save 15%. All you coffee drinkers out there, this is excellent coffee. Guys, if, you, if you're looking for a new coffee or you're not liking the coffee you have right now, this is an awesome change to have, and these are our sponsors. Please support them. So we're moving on to the next game, unless you'll have something to add about either coffee or the last game. <laughs> All drink. right. So. Me neither, man. Me neither. My dad told me it would make me short, and that stuck in my head my whole life, and I ended up being the shortest person in my family. Moving <laughs> on to Denver and Carolina. Two teams that I don't think are that good. But I do think Carolina wins. And I, uh, if Denver's D-line is all back and healthy and ready to go, I'll take the under. If not, I'll take the over. Uh, for me, Locke is a scary but high-reward uh, play. I don't like any of the receivers. I will go with Fant because I just don't – like Judy has been a bit of a letdown, and that is not all his fault. But he's been a bit of a letdown to me this year. I'll be higher on him next year. But for now – I'm staying away from Denver. Uh, Melvin Gordon is a sneaky play, in my opinion, just because I think he's going to get a lot of looks early. Um, but otherwise, and then for Carolina, I mean, McCaffrey, whoo, McCaffrey is. But, yeah, Tim Patrick has been good. But I just don't – I don't like either of these – I came into the season not liking either of these teams that much, and that kind of thing doesn't go away with me. Like, there was reasons why I didn't like these teams that much. Um, CMC, you just – obviously – and then for me with the receivers, I just don't know. I don't know what Denver defense are going to get. Are they going to be able to bottle up the run with all those DTs or are they going to get torched on the ground? Because if they don't get torched on the ground, then I like Anderson for the big play. If somehow Carolina falls behind, give me some Robbie Anderson action, um, DJ Moore. But for me, I just don't like these teams. So I'm not going to be digging in too much, except for Melvin Gordon. I think he's sneaky. Other than that, and I'm not a Gordon fan, but this week I'm just like, mm, 
I think Melvin Gordon might be a sneaky play. AJ Bouye being out also, I don't I don't like that as well. Although that's a different <laughs> game. What do you think, Chris? Uh, you know the Glock. What can you say about him? He's got all the weapons in the world. He just can't put it together. Uh, quarterback twenty nine on the year. Quarterback twenty six last week. CMC possible to play. He was at practice today, so obviously you're gonna fire him up if he's active. Uh, running back forty one on the year, ninety three or ninety point three points. So still helping you, especially if you made it to the playoffs with CMC on your bench. You're looking really, really good. Um, that's really all I got on this game. Well, I'll tell you what, Drew Locke, uh, unfortunately, low floor, high risk, right? But high reward. You know, he has you know big games, but he also has bad games. Um, and I, I, I will say I don't think that that was completely unexpected going into this season, especially once we started seeing people go down around him, you know, both on offense and defense. Um, I think that Jerry Judy, the big part of his ups and downs, is the fact that Drew Locke has games that are just – downright bad and he's missing receivers and Judy can't get the catches. So um, Denver, one thing I do want to add on them being four and eight and Drew Locke being kind of hit or miss, they've had the toughest schedule in the NFL thus far. And they're still four and eight. They played a game without a quarterback. They've been missing a very significant part of their defense. I mean, it's not to make excuses on it, not to, you know, do any of that, but it's, there is a point to it that, you know, th- I think this team is better than than it looks. Um, Kevin, 21st in points allowed by Denver, start Bridgewater and Moore. If Moore is back off the COVID list, which uh, I'm not positive on the timing, I don't know if you guys know, but he's currently on the COVID list. So if he's up by uh, Ryan. Uh, so we just got a comment saying it looks like DJ Moore is out with COVID and Samuel might be as well. More likely to play than DJ Moore is, though. Yeah, there it is. There's a comment. Yeah. Yep, there you go. I was going to say, I know Moore was on COVID. I'm not sure exactly what that uh, timing is for when he pops off of it. If he is out, though, currently, because Robbie Anderson, obviously, um, is the only receiver on the roster that we really care about that's healthy then. Curtis Samuel out. If DJ Moore's on COVID, if Robbie Anderson plays, he's the only target you know that – you really have on that team, especially if somehow Christian McCaffrey didn't happen to play. Um, And I will say with Denver's defense, AJ Bouye being suspended, who's covering him? Is it Duke Dawson, Michael Ojemudia or Ojemudia? It's not like it's some top tier cornerback covering Robbie Anderson. Uh, Travis said CMC trending down. I think this could get ugly. I think it could be, you know, a low scoring game. It could be the under. Um, And I think that this could be one of the games that, Drew Locke could have some potential. I think he could go out and score some points being fairly conservative against the, uh, the Panthers. Um, But that's all. I I think the only thing I really want to add is a little something jazzy, like with Robbie Anderson getting the start, Uh, obviously he's healthy and with everyone else out close to seven targets or seven touches per game, not targets just what he's getting in his hands, almost close to seven. That's pretty sweet music, almost jazz-like, if you would. Um, whoa, Jazz Sportsbook, guys. Check out one of our oldest sponsors, Jazz Sportsbook and Casino. They have a ton of great features like same-day payouts, live streaming, live betting, and they're available 24-7. Use the hashtag promo code BUS150 for 150% free play up to $1,000. 
to reiterate that, that's promo code, hashtag promo BUS150. Um, if y'all don't have anything else to add, that'll take us into our next game. One last thing. And Got it. Come from the comments. Uh, Arbor Swellis, very active on Twitter right now. Thank you, man. Love it. Brandon Zilstra, the deep ad if you're struggling at receiver and Moore and Samuels do wind up out, that volume has to go somewhere. So that is a sneaky play. Also, obviously, if CMC goes, CMC goes out, Mike Davis, it's a no-brainer, even if the D is back because he can operate out of the pass game. Do we finally see the breakout game for my man, Ian Thomas? Ian Thomas? I don't know. I can't <laughs> confidently predict it. All the receivers are out. This could finally be the baby. Fire him up in DFS. And this guy right here, Brandon Zolstra, I got to go look at some, some stats on this guy because uh, that's a very interesting name for DFS. That's a DFS million-dollar winner right there. That so could be, yeah. I'm going to have to go check that guy out. One comment from Travis real quick. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Davis looking good right now, especially if he doesn't play. For sure. So we'll move Daniel, on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're good. Move on to – the six and six Arizona Cardinals and the five and seven New York football giants, uh, Arizona Cardinals giving up close to 25 points per game. New York giants, 22.1 points per game over under on this is 45. I'm going to pray. I'm going to hope I'm going to smash the over on this game and it's probably not going to happen, but I really like the over just killer Kyler new Hopkins. Yeah. They're going up against a really, really good defense probably the best defense against uh, the wide receivers. I think number one, yeah, number one against the wide receivers um, and number three against the quarterback position. Uh, Kyler, man, almost the cheat code this year, uh, the quarterback, I mean, what the quarterback two on the year right now. Uh, I don't have that in front of me for some reason. Weird. Okay. And then Kenyon Drake, man, the guy's getting a little bit of volume. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is coming in there and I believe he's like what 12 points behind him. Uh, with like 67 less touches this year. So this backfield's a little confusing, but I guess maybe it's one of those things where they just put Drake in there and everyone knows that they're going to hand the ball to Drake. We'll just have to see how this game goes against the Giants. Uh, Ryan, your guy, Darius Slayton. Um, he sh- I mean, come on, right? What's up with this guy? I'll let you talk Coke about it. Uh, take it away, man. Well, Coach McCoy, even though New York's defense has done a lot to help them win, Colt McCoy's, he doesn't do much to make them lose, but he doesn't do a whole lot to make them win either. Slayton has been murdered because the deep ball has been his bread and butter as far as his big play for fantasy. So I'm sitting him, even though I am one of the biggest Slayton truthers ever. I don't like him with McCoy. If Jones comes back, he'll slot right back into my lineup. But I am not touching, I am not touching anybody from Arizona this week. Uh, The Giants defense, I am a full-blown believer in, and Kyler has looked Awful since his his shoulder injury. He's just not looking like the same guy to me. So this is killing you because if you're likely in playoffs, if you have Kyler, you're going to have a tough, tough, tough decision whether or not you play him or you play the guy that's been riding the bench. But if you've got a guy like, uh, well, off the top of my head, I won't think of anybody because Kyler's tough to bench. But to me, there are guys I'm going to bench for him this week. Um, I just don't like Drake, even though he's been hot lately comparatively to what he was earlier in the season. Uh, this is another game I'm not going to be that big on, just because I could see it turning into a bit of a low-scoring battle. Uh, what do y'all think? What else are y'all thinking about this? Yeah, I like Kevin says start Hopkins and no other Arizona receiver. I don't even know. I mean, obviously you're going to start Hopkins if you have him, but I'm not touching any of these guys in DFS. Yeah, I mean you're definitely not wrong. It's this Giants defense has shown up and shown out. Uh, I mean, allowing the fourth least points to quarterbacks. 
Uh, Scott Davis is touching Drake, Kyle, and Hopkins. It sounds like they're having a great time out there. I don't know what <laughs> out in Texas. A lot of touching. Yeah, a lot of touching apparently. But uh, you know, with that being said, I am in on Chase Edmonds. You know, the Giants defense, well, good. They're also allowing kind of middle of the pack points, uh, the 14th most against running backs. I think the answer is going to be that uh, you know Kyler's going to throw the ball guys like Hopkins, just enough to keep this game going. But Chase Edmonds and likely Kenyon Drake are going to be pounding the ball. I think bang for buck, Chase, uh, excuse me, Chase Edmonds is the guy, though. So um, New York, on the other hand, like you said, uh, if it does go to Colt McCoy, which from everything I've heard, it sounds like it's going to be him at least last week, this week, and maybe next week. Daniel Jones has been practicing, but it doesn't sound like things are great for him. Um most impressive win of the season on Sunday for the Giants? Probably. It probably was, uh, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it, it's just tough to say, though, that Colt McCoy is going to win a game. I don't think this could get out of hand. So that's where I think the uh, the Arizona running backs could have a, a big day. So I believe, boys, that brings us into our next game. Kansas City, uh, eleven and one, going into Miami, eight and four. Over under forty eight and a half. I'm hitting the over mostly because it's the Chiefs in this one, and I feel like it's uh, it's one of those ones where everyone wants the Chiefs, everyone wants the Chiefs, everyone wants the Chiefs. That offense, um, but I, I don't know necessarily that it's it's a slam the over button here. Um, the biggest reason for that, Tua, is not impressing me. What about you guys? I, I don't think Tua's doing great. He had a decent stat line last week, uh, albeit against Cincinnati. You know, they won 19-7, to nothing crazy. Six, you know, Two-thirds of his passes uh, completed. 296 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. It's an okay game, but it's nothing crazy. Uh, it only accounted for 16.1 fantasy points. That's not doing it. Um, I, I can't get on board with it. Kansas City, we've been over it time and time again. You know who to start there. It doesn't really change. Um, Miami, I, the, the one last person there is uh, Miles Gaskin. If he's going to be playing, I'm all in on Miles Gaskin. Uh, and that's about all I got. Yeah, I like the two tight ends in this game a lot. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mike Gusecki. Um, Travis Kelsey, obviously a fire up there. I don't really need to talk too much about it, but the defense, Miami, uh, they're exploitable against the tight end position, 14 worth worst against the tight end position um, over the past four weeks, about 200 yards and a touchdown. On the opposite side of that, though, Kansas City, surprisingly the 31st worst against uh, the tight end position. So Gusecki Ryan should have a baller day. I'm firing up in all my lineups, uh, even though Logan Thomas had a great game last week. I like Gusecki this week a little bit more. So we'll see what he can do. Ryan, you take it away from here, man. Yeah. If you've listened to any show, you've heard Jasicki come out of my mouth multiple, multiple times. I love this man. I think he is just an remarkable athlete. I think I he's been in my starting lineups every week regardless just because that's the way I look at him. And that's been a good and bad thing this year. I don't freaking like Tua right now. Not that I don't like Tua in the future, but – Actually, to be fair, lately he's been looking Jaseki's way more. But um, for me, I like Devontae Parker. Casey is – I love Miami's D, right? I do. They're good. But Casey's going to score. They just do. That's what they do. So Miami, if they want any chance in this game, are going to have to air it out. I hope they go Fitzpatrick for that. 
If not, we're going to get to see a little bit more about Tua this week just because he's going to have to throw. You cannot run against this team. Uh, you can't run against this team without a lead, and I don't see how they get that lead before Kansas City gets up. So, yeah, start the main, the usual suspects for KC. Um, maybe avoid the running backs just a little bit because I don't see them blowing Miami out. Miami's a really good team. But um, Tyreek, obviously, Kelsey, obviously, Mahomes, duh. On the other side, if it's Patrick plays, sneaky, sneaky play. Jaseki is a must play for me. And Parker, I don't know how you don't start him because I don't see anybody seeing this game going Miami grinding and winning the game by grinding against a defense and an offense that looks like this. So this is a one I'm going to go over because I do think Miami does figure out a way to get some points on the board. Kansas City's unstoppable. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Um, before Ryan, you take us into the next game. I want to introduce our next guest, uh, Belly Up Sports and Fantasy Writer, uh, editor as well, and creator of the Taco Perspective. Kai Potter, everybody. How you doing tonight, Kai? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Oh, for Hi. sure, dude. For sure. It's do it's going great over here in Texas. A uh, l- little bit colder where you're at, right? Yeah, a little bit. That's why I got the hat on. My bald ass head's freezing. <laughs> I gotta give I gotta give a little shout out to Kai before we move to the next episode. When I first started at Belly Up, I was doing like an article a week and I couldn't edit my own stuff. So somebody had to edit an article a week for me for basically a month straight. And that somebody was Kai. He was basically working a full-time job for free and helping me get all of my content out as quickly as I could get it out. So massive props to Kai for basically letting me kind of get my uh, write on in the way I wanted to get it on because Kai was waiting to edit my stuff every single day. So massive shout out to Kai. He's very important to why I write as much as I did, especially initially. And he does a great job for belly up. Cannot say enough nice things about him. So after that, after I stroked Kai a little bit, can we move on to the next game? New York Jets 0-12 at Seattle 8-4. and Who's going to win this game? I really don't know anymore. What happened to Seattle? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Seattle's going to win this game. Let's be real. Adam Gase is still coaching for the Jets somehow. Um, that is the clearest sign that they want to get Trevor Lawrence that I can find. Um I always love Chris Carson because I do think he makes that offense pop and they need to get him going. He's been a little bit banged up with his foot. So to me, Chris Carson is the monster play. Obviously you play DK and you play uh, Lockett should have a bounce back this week. I think just because this, this defense is Seattle's going to get to kind of figure their way out of this one and kind of get some of those wrongs, get them right mid game. That's how bad the jets are. I don't see them wanting to win. So for me, this is going to be a get right game for Seattle. If I own shares in the Seahawks, I'm not as excited about this game as I am moving forward because, man, they're going to get right this game. They're going to figure out what's going wrong with them, game time, game speed. Um, Carson's going to be the guy for the Jets. I like Mims and Perriman. I always love those guys when they're going to be behind a lot because they're going to have to throw the ball deep. But last week I called Crowder in the stardom sit him. I said, start that dude, and if you did, you probably won. Just realize I still kind of like Crowder because they're going to have to air it out. Don't touch the running backs. Don't touch the defenses in this as much as you want to touch Seattle. They're going to have to launch the ball. So there might be some picks there, but they're going to score. The Jets will score because they're going to have to throw. But to me, Seattle is especially Carson because I do think they get up. Carson, give him to me. And then next week, I'm all about Seattle because I think they figure out everything that's wrong with them this week. What do you all think? Yeah, I mean, I will say I think a lot of people are big on Chris Carson this week. I'm less big on him. The Jets, the one thing that their defense does okay is stop the run. 
they're allowing the 20th most points to running back. So back third of the league, you know, it's not great. Uh, I think that Seattle's going to try and get Russell going because, like you said, he has not looked great the last few weeks. Russell Wilson has kind of knocked himself out of the MVP conversation a little bit. Maybe not fully, but he is borderline at best, I think, at this point. Um, you know, on the other hand, the Jets are lining the third most points to quarterbacks, the 11th most to receivers, the most to tight ends. So, yeah, you're going to air the ball out. So start anybody that catches a ball in Seattle. On the other hand, for the Jets, uh, I mean, I think that you're going to see them throwing the ball a lot. Again, trying to keep up. You have no option. Yes, they're tanking. They're going to play cover zero with six seconds to go when they're only up by four points, right? Something like that. Uh, but, hey, their defensive coordinator's gone. Uh, he should have been out of the league years ago. But um, I'm not big on Darnold just because we're going to see turnovers. But I'm big on Crowder, and if he plays Perriman as well, I think they're going to get a lot of touches. Uh, and I think that they could be some sneaky plays, especially in DFS, because they'll probably be pretty cheap. Yeah, Kai, why don't you uh, enlighten us on who you would take in this game or what you're expecting from this game? You're on mute, brother. It happens to me all the time. It's it usually Pinto, my bad. I'm a rookie. <laughs> it's my first year. You know, you got to give me a, give me some breaks. <laughs> no, I'm expecting the New York Jets to uh, show up to this game. Uh, I think that's about anyone can expect from them at this point. Uh I don't think you can trust anyone on their team. That being said, I am angling for Ty Johnson just to take a lottery ticket for next week, just if I do squeak through into the second round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, I I think if you're the Jets, you have to play all of the youngest players that you have just to see if they're worth being in the league anymore. Uh, for the Seahawks side, like, Everybody's been saying you, you got to think that Chris Carson's going to carry the load in this game. Um, DK Metcalf is a an, an action figure turned into a real life human being, and that's always going to be a threat too. But I I got to put all my stock in the locket this week. He's won me a few games so far this year, and uh, I'm going to need him to keep me in the playoffs. What do you think, Pinto? So I'm glad you mentioned Ty Johnson. I couldn't find too much on the cat uh, via spaceman on this one, but running back nine last week, huge workload, 27 touches all the other 91 uh, scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with you on, you got to play these young guys. And I think Ty Johnson's going to get the workload. Uh, do I trust it? No, but yeah, lottery ticket style DFS or, you know, super deep league. Ty Johnson, love it. Uh, and Russell Wilson, I think he's going to cook this week. Um, just, I think that's 45, 47 and a half points. I think it's going to be a sneaky over on this one. Uh, that's really all I've got on this one, though, guys. Y'all have anything to add? The Jack, or excuse me, the Jets suck. Yeah, it's the Jets. Or the Jets, I'm yeah, sorry. The Jets suck too right now, but. Yeah. 1 in 11, 0 and 12. If I mean, it starts with a J, they suck. <laughs> thanks for the auto correct on that moving on to two teams that don't suck though right the eight and four colts and the seven and five raiders uh the over under on this game is 51 points i want the over on this game Derek carr last week absolutely phenomenal uh gruden must have got in him or something and then you got philip rivers on the other side whatever but Derek carr a phenomenal last week right 
quarterback one, 31.7 points this week going up against the Raiders. The 19th worst against the quarterback position, almost 18 points per game. Derek Carr's dot 8.0. Uh, quarterback 16 on the year. I think he's going to be more than a streamer this week. I think you're going to auto plug and play him. Uh, last week also, we had a Jonathan Taylor touchdown sighting. Cam Akers, Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Uh, Love the rookie running backs getting in on this. Running back five last week, 22 and a half points. Going up against the 23rd worst defense against the running back position, giving up 25 points. Fire up JTT in this game. Um, don't need to say anything about Waller. I'll let maybe Ryan say something about Waller, but obviously – Auto start tight end one last week uh, and the tight end two on the year. The guy I'm really looking to have a good game is Henry Ruggs, man. I got a lot riding on this cat. Uh, so Henry Ruggs, come on, man. Use that speed and let's get it going. Uh, Kai, what do you want to add to this, man? I mean, I I guess John Gruden unlocked something in Derek Carr. Maybe he found a way to swap him with his older brother with an actual – team around him I don't know what happened but yeah I rugs like blows my mind how he's just not running past everyone else on the field every time he runs a route but uh I still have faith in my guy Clemson guy uh Hunter Renfro you know I I gotta hope the little slot guy can get in there and score some points and make the Tigers look good in the league um beyond that not much I mean it this reminds me of, of the Spurs Pistons uh, NBA Finals. Like there, there couldn't be two over five hundred teams playing each other this week. This week that I could care less about. Like I, I just, I find both of these teams so boring. Philip Rivers should just retire and become a full time dad already. Like why isn't Jacoby Brissett still their quarterback? Then maybe I'd watch the game, but. With these guys out there, I'm good. So pass it up to Tom. What do you got to say about it? Yeah, uh, I think that we're seeing weekend at Rivers in Indy. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Uh, you know, we got Dead Man Rivers and Dead Man Hilton out here. Like, I, I don't know where they're coming from. Um, Rivers less than Hilton. Like, I saw Ryan in the comments was like, Hilton's back from the dead. He really is. He hasn't played at all. Or, you know, he's played, but he hasn't made any real difference over the last 12 weeks of football. It's, it's not pretty for him. Uh, Rivers, a little bit less impressive, but he's putting up some touchdowns, actually, so. Keeps him at least relevant in QB2, you know, super flex kind of stuff. Uh, Scott Davis went to Indy. Yeah, probably not, but uh, maybe. I don't know. That would be scary. 
It would be scary. Finally if, given an offensive if, line. If Carson Wentz goes to Indy, he will succeed immensely. Yeah. I'm not going to get way into it right now, but if, if Wentz goes to Indy, will he battle luck for most injured Indy quarterback ever? <laughs> you, um, you know, to be fair, Wentz has been really healthy le- lately. Yeah, I mean, remarkably healthy. A long time. Oh, yeah, it's been remarkably healthy. Then somebody hurt him again already, so he can start playing like he did before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fair point. We'll we'll get off the Wentz Wentz wagon here. Other than question, though, last season, it's been two years since he's been hurt. So, but uh, on to Vegas, Chris. I knew you said you didn't want to talk about Waller. I don't know why. Because well, he's gonna leave for me. Mm, am I allowed to touch yeah. on it? All right, touch him. Touch him. Waller's over. a big I'm dude. Gonna, I'm gonna pull. Texas touch him. To touch all over him because <laughs> Indy allows the least points to tight ends. The least in the league. I'm fading Waller this week. I'm not big on it. I don't think that this is going to be his week. I think that you know Darius Leonard and these linebackers are going to be able to shut him down. Um, on the other hand, these defense against receivers is not bad, but 22nd most points allowed to receivers. Uh, I think Henry Ruggs, big play, big touchdown, like a 50-plus yarder, um, and then – like you were saying, Kai, I think that, you know, the little slot man slotting it up down there, Hunter Renfro out of, you know, um, Clemson, was he a 74th year senior? Uh, I think he's finally going to, you know, well, not finally, he's going to have another decent game. He's been playing good football this year. Uh, I believe we had him at the wide receiver. Oh, I lost him. But he was like a wide receiver 48, I believe, in PPR. It's not that bad. So uh, I'd expect to see the two of them have a decent game. Yeah, for me, uh, I still believe in Indy's D, even though they've kind of been touched up a little bit. Uh, but I do think this might be a higher scoring game than most people are going to expect. Um, Rivers has really been – we're so used to Rivers falling off a cliff this time of the year, and the fact that he kind of went backwards and started improving his play this time of the year makes me think it's not to be trusted and that we're just seeing a flash in the pan. That being said, and I know Daniel was asking in the chat, do you trust T.Y. Hilton? Not exactly, but I think he's super high upside. And I saw Arbusuelos was talking about Pittman, a possible play. I agree because uh, the Raiders aren't exactly um, a great team against the pass. Uh, no Jacobs. That's going to be a big deal. Vegas is going to have to pass, like he said in the comments. So for me, um, I do like Booker a little bit just because his versatility or Richard. But for me, Book- I know Booker killed a lot of people last week. I feel you, Pinto. I was one of those people. But to me, I've, I've seen – the guy probably is going to get enough touches to make him a play, even against this tough D. Um, but to me, no, I don't trust Hilton. Um, I don't trust anybody in that offense yet because I think Rivers is so key to everything that they're doing. So for me, I, I, of course, I know they're going to target Waller, but I don't know if it matters. The guy has been uh, – last week was really incredible. Um, Ruggs being the upside play, Aguilar being an upside play, but none of these guys I feel safe with uh, – Outside, maybe like you said, Taylor has looked much, much better as of late, and I feel confident slotting him into my roster now, whereas a couple of weeks ago I did not. Otherwise, I'm, I, this is not a game I'm that excited about. Anybody got anything else to add? All right. Part of me wishes Mike was here for this Detroit game. We'll get him on for Detroit next time. We got Green Bay at Detroit. Kai, you have to act like your best impersonation of a Lions fan. Um <laughs> I know it's hard. They're rare. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, both Mikes. Um, 
Green Bay at Detroit, over under 55.5, smashing the over. Smashing the over on this one. Rodgers is – the way I'm seeing him play right now, that's MVP caliber play. Um, give me Adams. I don't care who the matchup is or who they have on him. They are targeting that man like crazy. They are looking for ways to get him the ball. Uh, I've never seen a receiver get so – even when Michael Thomas was in his record-setting year, I've never seen a single person – Try to I feel you, Daniel. I, I might dump Aguilar as well. But he, he does have, to me, he has one of the safest floors on that team. But for me, man, Adams is a no-brainer. Rodgers is forcing him the ball. It, it's crazy. And I'm totally off MVS now. Lazard definitely looks like the wide receiver two there again. Tanyan is kind of picking up his pace again. Aaron Jones is a must-play no matter who you're playing against, in my opinion. Uh, but I don't like what Williams is doing to his ceiling. Uh, on the other side, Stafford is back. He looks good. I think it was Patricia that was screwing with him because he just torched a really good defense. So for me, uh, give me Hawkinson. Hawkinson is the guy. I know Green Bay has a couple different things they're good at. I don't think it matters. Hawkinson is getting that same kind of forced ball to him that Adams is. So for me, give me Hawk. Give me Adams. Give me most of Green Bay. Green Bay is going to win, but this is going to be high, high-scoring game. Leave these defenses alone and – touch on these offenses as much as you can i uh tom you have anything to add yeah i mean you nailed it on the head um i mean as far as green bay goes it, yeah it's green bay with aaron Rodgers. we get it <laughs> play uh, everybody there's no question there right he is on fire he is mvp rogers right now this is it's been a few years since we've seen this high of play from him i think he's been close but this is that next level aaron Rodgers that Everyone knows is there and kind of waits for it to come out. Um, Devontae Adams, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this. Um, apparently, surgeons now are able to replace people's hands with vice grips because I don't think I've ever seen a man catch a football the way that he does. Like, it's he yanks the ball out of other people's hands. And, yeah. and I just don't get it. I've There's not many receivers I've seen that kind of skill from. Uh, and it's scary. Um, Detroit, when you look at their defense, though, 11th most points to uh, quarterbacks, 8th most to receivers, 24th most to tight ends. So I'll be at Tanyan starting to light it up. This might not be the week for him, at least in my opinion. Yeah. I think it could be a tougher matchup for him. But Aaron Jones, yes, we all know it's a must start. Detroit allows the most points to running backs. I mean, you have to play him. Like, it's not not even a question. Obviously, you do. But even in DFS, yeah, the cost is there. He's going to be an expensive play. But, I mean, you're going to get ahead early, I think, in this game. I don't think Detroit's going to light it up. They're going to try and keep up. But can Matthew Stafford, who's banged up with a banged-up DeAndre Swift, a banged-up Kenny Galladay, uh, you know, really keep up that well? I don't know. But, like I said, all in on Green Bay, play everybody. And then uh, the Detroit receivers, I'll, I'll play all of them because they're going to have to throw the ball to try to keep up. Try being the keyword. I got one thing before we continue. Uh, Daniel asked who your MVP so far is. For me, Rodgers. What do you all think? Rodgers? I think it's it's hard not to make an argument for him. Yeah, I just think he's done more with less. Uh, he missed Devontae. He's missed Lazard. He's, I mean, he's he's been – I think he's done more with less been exceptional yeah i'm sorry continue where we were 
My question is, have doctors found a way yet to replace someone's youth so that Matt Stafford can choose not to waste his in Detroit? I mean, that's mm. to me, that's that's the, a rough one. Just like Stafford, you can tell now it's not work. It wasn't working with Patricia, but it just seems like there's been a string of that with him in his career that to some extent he gets to a certain point with a coach and then he just can't progress any further. So I, I guess at some point it's on him, but I've just always been a fan of the guy. And my biggest question, the only other thing I can add to this game is I, I'm just sad because I'm going to have to find a new outlet to watch a man suck on his mustache for three and a half hours now that Matt Patricia is not going to be on TV every Sunday. That would be my favorite take we've ever had on this show. <laughs> Chris, you're on mute. Don't worry, see Kai. Everybody does. See, that's usually that's Chris. One. That's usually one. Chris. Two more times. Two more times. <laughs> I'm firing everyone up in this game. Everybody. Yeah. Easy yeah, enough. Simple enough. Kai, you have any more? Chris, you have any more? I don't think I'm, I'm good possibly to top that. So yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You should have bounced out right there. <laughs> All right, we want to move on to the next game. I mean, I can move us on. It's Washington at San Fran, uh, over under 43.5. Give me Washington in this game. I'm a I'm an NFC East believer now. I think the Giants and the 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 WTF are pretty daggum good, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I hope Gibson plays because, my God, that guy is good. Why isn't anybody really talking about him as rookie of the year? I know if he doesn't play anymore, he's not going to win it. But if that guy comes back and he starts playing at the pace he was playing before, I mean, to me, Gibson is a dark horse for rookie of the year. Uh, but really, Robinson. I love J-Rob, too. Those are my two guys. Those are my two guys for dark horse rookies of the year. I love both of those guys. Um, so on this, on this end of it, Washington, Alex Smith has changed the way that offense has operated in a big way. I love it a lot. I love Logan Thomas. I know this is a tough defense. I think that this might be a low-scoring game. But I think the guys who you need to score will, uh, whether that be Gibson if he plays. If not, give me McKissick. Um, I think you can plug in Alex Smith and feel semi-confident, even against this defense, that he's going to get you a safe floor. Um, on the other side of the ball, I think Debo Samuel has proven that it almost doesn't matter what the matchup is. They just need to get more volume to him. Play Mostert to me. They were talking about Gibson and Mostert. Are fun. Yes, give me Gibson and Mostert. This is going to be one of those old-school football games where they're going to try to pound the ball into each other's throats. If they don't have Gibson, Washington might have to get a little clever about how they do that. But if they do, they're going to be forcing it down Gibson's throat. Yeah, I love Ayuk. But, again, Samuel to me and his kid are going to be coming back. They're talking about him and Garoppolo practicing. To me, that doesn't change too much other than, obviously, you play Kittle if you have him. I don't like Jimmy G that much. I think Washington's going to win this game. What do you all think? Kai, why don't you take it away for a little bit, buddy? Yeah, I could see Washington pulling it out here. I mean, the – San Francisco's just who? Who do they even have anymore? Aren't they just pulling people off the street? Wait, they're not even pulling them off the streets of San Francisco now because they're not even allowed there. Arizona. Yeah, they're, they're, they're Arizona Junior now. I mean, what what has the world come to? <laughs> like when San Francisco 49ers are the the second best team in Arizona right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, I do enjoy watching the salaried employees of the football team perform their jobs, uh, especially since the one with one leg's back. 
he's just totally turned them into a completely different team. Uh, I mean, who would have thought that uh, sitting here right now we'd be saying that Alex Smith is by leaps and bounds the best starting quarterback in the NFC East? Sorry, Tom. I know, it's true. Oh, you're good. It's true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, I like their young defense. I, I think I could see them really starting to turn a corner here. Um, and maybe next year they'll even be good enough that they can get a nickname. Uh, Chris, what do you think? <laughs> First, absolutely hilarious, Kai. Golly, dude, we got to have you on more for sure. Um, I'm going to agree about Brandon Ayuk, though. Uh, the dude's been on fire. He's out there all the time, commanding a great target share. Uh, he's the uh, wide receiver 12 for the working class. Way over his expected points. The San Francisco defense, I'm sorry, the uh, Washington football team defense. This is mean. Yeah, just like, what, <laughs> like, yeah, like, what can you say about them? So, Raheem the Dream is well on the op- opposing side. Uh, I like him a lot. So, that's it. That's all I got. I want to bring up a point that was mentioned in the comments a revenge game for both Alex Smith and Jordan Reed. Which is an interesting, Arbuswellis props. That is an interesting thing. I like to look at at DFS probably too much, but now, now that you mentioned, I totally forgot that Jordan Reed because he kind of has been injured for thirty years. I forgot that he used to play for them as well. So those two injury that is something to consider, especially when you're not sure which matchup you're going to do. When you put the revenge game in, is another variable. That's something to consider. Do you actually think that Jordan Reed remembers any of his time in Washington? No. No, not at all. It's another guy, you know. He's Uh, he's one solid tackle away from eating applesauce out of a straw for the rest of his life. God, man, he's really an injury machine. It's not so good. Kai, man, Tom, Ryan, job, anything else to add? Oh, I haven't even gone yet. Oh, Oh, sorry, Tom. See, (laughs) we'll count that as my second one. Oh, appreciate me. (laughs) It was me too. I'm sorry. I got caught up in it. <laughs> Real quick, um, I was just going to say, Alex Smith, he does remember playing in San Francisco. Probably will have quite a game here. Um, I mean, number one, comeback player of the year, no question. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. Uh, I think that's pretty unanimous across the board. Um, the one thing I will say, I'll be, his numbers are very good. His touchdown to interception, not great, and it's hurting him a little in fantasy. Four touchdowns so far to five interceptions this year. That is kind of hurting that fantasy value, but still a very good play from him, and it's boosting the players around him. Uh, so, obviously, Scary Terry, a lot better than a lot of people. Oh, I mean, we knew he was good, but Cam Sims also playing pretty good. Steven Sims Jr., eh, John Trello, you know, the receivers aren't as bad as we necessarily anticipated coming into the season. Um, and even though San Francisco allowing the 26th least – or excuse me, the 26th most points to running backs – uh, you know, J.D. McKissick and uh, even Antonio Gibson both can catch the ball. So I think that they're able to line up in different ways, and we've seen them do it, that they could still create value as opposed to most normal running backs. Um, and the last quick note, Nick Mullins is playing. Do you guys know where he ranks in most passing yards in the first 13 starts of their season? Third. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Saw that too. Holmes, Andrew Luck, Nick Mullins. I'm not sure he's not better than Garoppolo. I'm not sure either. I, mean, I, think, that, I think Nick Mullins, if he had the chance, could be a, a good quarterback in the league. I almost said very, at least a viable. good in the league. Very viable. viable. Yeah. He's not going to lose you games, uh, and you're going to get him pretty cheap. All right, Chris. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm amazed right now. The Nick Mullins, Jimmy Garoppolo comp right now. I'm just it's blowing my mind right now. So whatever. But Kai, thank you for coming on with us and uh giving us some laughs tonight, man. It was awesome. Gotta have you back. Let everyone know where they can follow you at, what you're working on, and uh when 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 can we have you back? Oh, I'll try and be back as soon as I can. Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Kai P underscore sports. Uh, normally I'm just the grammar Nazi yelling at these guys before I post their stuff, but you'll see me once in a while post some articles. I will be doing a taco retrospective once my season is over. So look out for that. Thanks a lot, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Y'all got to read that tacos perspective guys. If you like to laugh and smile and keep fantasy football light, that's exactly what happens. It's a, I think there's a really, that's a really neat uh, series he's got going. And if you're not familiar with Taco, go watch the lead. You're doing yourself a favor. If you like this kind of stuff, watch the lead. Yes. <laughs> you could almost put props on it. And I, I blew the, I blew it. I put it up before I could even come into it. So I'm just going to go into it. Prop me is a new innovative gaming platform and really first of its kind. It makes betting from person to person easier than ever. Just download the app and join the fun at propmellc.com today. And guys, we're going to bring in one of our uh, returning faces to the show. He's been around Belly Up Sports, Belly Up Fantasy for a while. Uh, our Scott Fishbowl guru right here. He's made the playoffs with his first round bye. We're going to bring on in Travis Sumter, baby. How you doing, Travis? Good. How are you guys doing tonight? Man, oh, cannot man. complain. So let's let the world or let our listeners know how you doing in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, so we got the – Bye week in the Thundercats division. Um, uh, we're rocking and rolling in that. Hopefully we can bust out a victory this week and move on uh, to the next week. Also to mention, we also got that uh, Pros versus Joes League. Uh, also moving on in that. Uh, I'm hoping to win that. That would be pretty cool too. Yeah, it would. Uh, for sure. And then this is, we're going to talk about this next matchup. 
Obviously, I had really high expectations for this offense, the Atlanta Falcons, and so did you, Travis, uh, when we took Julio Jones right after Devontae Adams in that pros with Joe's turn, which is super, super good right now, now looking back on it, versus the three and nine Chargers, who I've got a man crush on Justin Herbert, even with the haircut, uh, over under is 49 and a half points. I'm going to smash the over on this. Justin Herbert had a terrible week last week. Cost a lot of people their fantasy playoff hopes. Uh, but if you survived with him, I think this is a get-right game for him against this Atlanta defense, uh, who's just not good. It's not good right now. Um, and then on the opposite side, let's talk about my man Julio. Golly, so wrong about this cat. Ryan, Tom, you try to beat it into me. I said wide receiver one all year. All offseason, SEC, it means more. Now look at him now. Wide receiver 33 on the year. Golly, nine nine red zone targets to Calvin Ridley, 17. Just so sad. Just so, so sad. Um, Travis, maybe you can help me be not so sad. (laughs) So uh, we got the Atlanta Falcons. They're two and a half point favorites against the Los Angeles Chargers. There's a 49 and a half point over under. And also, I'm taking the over in that game. Uh, I really like uh, Matt Ryan this week. Um, I like the Julio Ridley. You know, either one is a good play this week. Um, could see either one of them get a couple touchdowns and 100 yards. And uh, just keeping with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, Todd Gurley, um, he, he's, you know, he's been injury. He's been limited. They've only been really using him on uh, third downs and uh, goal line attempts. So I, I won't, you know, I wouldn't say he was a very good play, and I would probably fade him this week in, you know, all formats because he's more of a touchdown or bust kind of guy this week. Um, I, I don't really feel safe playing any of the other two unless it's like a DFS play if you wanted to go somewhere cheap. Uh, uh and then uh, also Hayden Hurst, uh, he's, he's limited in practice. He's banged up, but he probably should go. Uh, he's uh, uh, he, he's kind of that same mold. He's kind of that touchdown or bust. Um, I, I just I don't feel great with it, so I, I think he's just more of a streaming option, just like he's been for me uh, week over week. I don't think he's like a must-own guy or anything like that. Yeah. <clears throat> You got anything else, Trav? Or do you want me to take over? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, if like uh, the if you want me to go over the Los Angeles Chargers here too. Uh, Feel uh, free, man. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert. So we kind of seen like the hiccup last week, you know. Uh, like, uh, do do we think the league has finally kind of caught up and have enough tape already on Justin Herbert? I I do not no. personally know. No. I think it was the Pats. You you think oh. you think it was just just. Bill Belichick doing Bill Belichick yes. things. <laughs> that defense looks good. Casey Jackson is a stud. Yes, yeah. he is. Tom, you were talking about him all off season, man. Is that yeah? I just wanted to be like real for for a minute about it because like you know like as a guy that owns a lot of Herbert because like he was like as soon as he flashed like everybody went after him and that's kind of what I was talking to you guys about before the show with uh, with Justin Jefferson too like spent a lot of fab on a guy you know like. You know, like when you see that, that's when you have to like get out and grab that guy. I will spend forty percent of my fab right away in a league. I don't care if it's week one. So, yeah. I feel that too, man. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, like uh, Keaton Allen, uh, Mike Williams uh, against Atlanta. That's the that's the second uh, best matchup, you know, for wide receivers. Um, Keaton Allen has been killing it all season. Uh, he's just, I think he's like one catch behind Stefan Diggs now. Like they're like head to head on their, uh, uh, they're just kind of swapping places as the leading receiver for the most receptions in the NFL right now. Uh, also, uh, Austin Eckler did come back. Uh, he did have quite a few catches. Uh, he, he provides a solid floor, uh, uh, especially in this game because like you're going to, you know, he's going to be featured a lot and, uh, you know, they're kind of still really banged up all around in that backfield. And it's kind of just, a, you know, it's kind of going to just still be a one man show back there. Uh, then you got your Hunter Henry and uh, he's a six tight end uh, or against a six matchup. Uh, and this one too, Hunter Henry is probably a good, you know, top 10 play this week as well. And that's all I got for those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you for most of that. I do think Herbert, uh, we were talking about him earlier. I just think that was a terrible matchup. New England's D is hitting at the right time. Herbert had a bad game. I don't think you can figure this guy out. I think he's pretty special, and I think it's going to be good for him to have that kind of a bad game so he can learn from it. Uh, give me more of Eckler this week, so I think he should be a bit more healthy, and it is Atlanta. Um, and then, yeah, actually, give me everybody in this game, full stop, outside maybe Todd Gurley just because I have concerns about his knee. Uh, otherwise, I'll take Herbert, I'll take Matt Ryan, I'll take Eckler. I'll take every receiver that each team has. Ridley and Julio are going to be good matchups. Keenan Allen is going to be a no-brainer for me. And then Mike Williams is a sneaky, sneaky option in DFS. Uh, I, lo- I do love Hunter Henry. Hurst kind of ticked me off last week. Hurst has actually kind of ticked me off more than I expected. But to me, Hunter Henry, this is a great matchup. This is going to be the over, no doubt. Tom, you have you think anything differently or you think the same? Uh, I do definitely think the over. I think there's going to be a passing shootout. Like these guys are going to be throwing most of the game. Um, I mean, Atlanta lined the most points to quarterbacks, fourth most to receivers, fifth most to tight ends, but aligned the 29th most to running backs. So I, I don't love the running backs for LA. Um, meanwhile, LA sixth most points to quarterbacks, eighth most to tight ends. Locking down the receivers pretty good and you know pretty average against running backs. Um, but like I said, it's passing defenses aren't the strengths of either team. So they're going to be throwing, trying to get ahead. And it's just going to be, you know, point for point, like we were talking about earlier, some of these games, this will be one of them. Um, The biggest things I want to say, number one, Herbert, I think it's an off week. Like we said, you're going up against Bill Belichick, two or three of the top cornerbacks in the league, probably one of the deepest cornerback rooms in the league in in New England. Um, Not an easy matchup. Rookies, you're going to have down games. If you're in a dynasty league and you ever thought about dropping Herbert for a second, you're out of your mind. Don't do it. Not going to be worth it. He's going to be a, a pile, a pillar, whatever you want to call it, of fantasy for the next, I don't even know how many years. Uh, crazy. Um, what I did want to point out, though, we had a bet, and I forget, Pinto, if it was you, if it was Dan, who it was exactly. But it was around Julio Jones. I feel like it might have been you, Pinto, because it was around his touchdowns. And it was going to be over, under, seven and a half touchdowns because his average, yeah, it's either eight or, you know, three. It's probably me. And guess, <laughs> it wasn't me. I'd be with you, Tom. Guess how many touchdowns he has this year? Three. I'm looking it up right now. Three. <laughs> Sounds about right. Looks like he's done for the year. Right. There's so, a couple more games left. 
All right. <laughs> thing. We, we looked at his going into the season, whether it was you or somebody else that we made the bet. We were looking at 2011, eight touchdowns, 2012, 10 touchdowns, 2013, two, 14, six, 2015, eight, six, three, eight, six, three. You thought he was due for some big season, but guess what? Every year it's eight, six, three, eight, six, three. This year he's due for three and he's going to get it. <laughs> 2020. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change. <laughs> yeah. Scott Davis. Ridley is better than Julio. I, I'm not going to say better. In, in the, fantasy, I will. Is. In the red in fantasy, he is. Right now. Right now. At this I, moment in yeah, time. Yeah. And in fantasy, yes. Yeah, in fantasy. We'll, we'll, we'll make some clarifications to add some asterisks, but yes. Um, but anything else on that game, boys? All right. Well, that brings us to New Orleans 10 and 2 going into Philly 3 8 and 1 over under 45 and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm play sitting here on mute real quick. That was the third time I did that. So, so, so play Taysom Hill. Uh, Philly's linebackers suck. They're not going to be able to keep up with him. He's either going to throw or he's going to juke somebody. Like he's going to make people miss. He's going to get air and ground yards, and it's going to be a mess. Scott Davis said, "Give me Hurts." <sighs> After that Green Bay game, I don't think so. I, I'm going to genuine analysis of what I saw from that game, albeit first meaningful action. Yes. But here's the thing. When you look at how he played in that game, first drive, he comes out against a soft defense playing prevent has a couple good plays, gets an open receiver in the end zone, gets an easy touchdown. After that point in the game, they had, (laughs) I'm not about to go off. I'm just going to say real quick, Punt returned for a touchdown, brought it within a score, and then Jalen Hurts didn't really do anything. Yes, he's more mobile. He's going to be running for his life. That's how every quarterback with the Eagles is right now. That offensive line isn't good. We don't know what to expect from Miles Sanders because, albeit Doug Peterson saying he's going to run more, we haven't seen that all season. He's said it all year, and he hasn't done it. Does Jalen Hurts get some ground yardage? Sure, but does he actually get into the end zone with it? That's really where the value is unless you're getting 100-plus yards. I I don't know that he's going to do it. Saints defense is pretty good. I I think they're going to shut down Hurts pretty easily here, Um, and I think that it's going to – by shutting him down, you're going to shut down the rest of this offense. And what I will say is I think that at this moment, Carson Wentz would get shut down too. It's a team-wide issue. It's not the quarterback. It doesn't matter who you like as far as the, the quarterback situation goes. There are much bigger issues at hand here. Um, if you don't know that, follow me on Twitter at BellyUpTom, and you would definitely understand at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people are forgetting about the Saints defense being the Saints defense and just kind of looking at the whole Wentz-Jalen Hurts thing uh, and then the whole narrative of Jalen to Jalen, Jalen Hurts to Jalen Rager, uh, nostalgia from OU, so – the Saints defense is phenomenal. Let's not forget about that. So I don't, I'm not going to start Jalen Hurts. I like Taysom Hill, obviously. Um, that's really all I got on this game. Uh, Travis, you pretty much covered it all, guys. So oh. the mute button, it's crazy. How do you guys feel about Miles Sanders? 
Man, I love uh, Miles Sanders, but I hate I, him I, now. I, I, I love I him gonna, not this game. I have him in a home league. Guess what? I'm benching him. Yeah, That's I agree. I, I understand. Me, uh, me too. Uh, Samparine was the last uh, 100-yard rusher against the New Orleans Saints. They have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 55 straight games, including the playoffs. Just think yeah. about that for a minute. Yeah, you don't want you're, you're, If you have Sanders, you're benching him. Find a streamer. Matter of fact, if you if Latavius Murray's sitting out there for this game, go grab Latavius Murray. Play him in your flex. Uh, Saints going up big this week. I could see Mike T going two touchdowns right away. It, it, it's not going to take much for the Saints. May, they're going to get ahead. They're just going to run the ball. It's going to be a lot of Latavius Murray in this game. Uh, he could easily bust out a 15- to 20-point game on, on this team. That's just the way I think it's going to go. Uh, I'll take the under, too, because it's just the – the Saints, I just don't think they're really going to allow the Eagles to score. Maybe the Eagles can put up a touchdown. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. I think that's about their best day. And uh, I th- I think if Hurts is throwing the ball, he's going to look more towards his tight ends in this game. Uh, just because, you know, the coverage, you know, it's like they're, they're going to bust loose when he's scrambling. That's going to be the first place he looks. Quick note for the Eagles defense here. Keep in mind, Darius Slay has been beat up over the last two weeks. Not only statistically, he is physically beat up. He had a, I believe it was a calf injury going into last week and then added on a knee injury last week. He's questionable going into this week. I mean, I don't think he's going to sit out the game, but he is far from 100% going up against Michael Thomas. It's a big game for Michael Thomas. And then when you look beyond that point, uh, not that the Eagles cornerbacks are great, but you have Avante Maddox, then you have Michael Jacquet. I believe he's a rookie. I don't, I'm not even positive. He's on my favorite team. Questionable. Uh, you have Nickel Roby Coleman, LeBlanc on IR, Craig James on. Uh, excuse me, Craig James on IR. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw Jalen Mills move down to a cornerback position at some point in this game, just based on attrition. Uh, and we've seen Jalen Mills at cornerback. It's not the prettiest thing in the world. Not the worst, but it's. Against these receivers, it could get ugly quick. Yeah, for me, um, I'm not touching Philly anymore. I've been burned by Sanders so many times. Wentz has pulled uh, serviceable fantasy weeks out of his butt last minute a couple times. I'm tired of relying on that. And New Orleans defense is not playing games. So for me, I do love the Taysom play as far as um, he's going to get some room against those linebackers one way or another on the ground or through the air. And then the other thing is, and again, talking in the chat, uh, the only thing that New Orleans really does get up is tight end points. But is it going to be Goddard? Ertz is back. And does Hertz know how to properly do that? Like, is that something that Ertz is going to do? Or is he just going to try to launch it or run it? I, To me, I'm staying away from Philly, especially in this really negative matchup. 
And uh, I love the Latavius Murray call, Trav. I think he's going to have a big game because they are going to get ahead, um, which concerns me about MT, even though I know the volume is going to be there. I mean, I'm not benching MT. I'm just concerned about where I'm ranking him this week as far as he's going to be the wide receiver one, which sometimes he flirts around with. Or is this week going to be more of a ground and pound game? They're going to try to run the ball and make this game go quick. So for me, I'm not touching Philly anymore. I'm getting frustrated. I think Hertz is not any better than Wentz. Actually, I think Hertz is worse than Wentz. And he's going to run into the exact same problems that Wentz ran into, especially against this D-line. So for me, um, I again, I'll take New Orleans, especially Latavius Murray. And then I will not touch Philadelphia again until I see a lineman show up on their team because I haven't seen them all year. And they must have all opted out because it has been bad. So to me, without the line, it destroys everybody's fantasy. I think Miles Sanders is one of the best running backs in the league. But this line is killing his fantasy uh, potential. So for me, and I love Jalen Rager. We were talking about Rager. I've, I've been preaching on Rager saying he's my wide receiver one coming into this rookie class but they're not using him the way they're supposed to. Do you see that kick, that punt return last week? Give that man the ball. Start running some screens for him, some reverses. Get him in space. He's so fast. Doug Peterson should be fired. I know that so much of the stuff that has happened this year is not on him. There's been a lot of injuries. There's been a lot of mishaps that a coach can't deal with, but he's dealt with them. Not that he didn't deal with them. He dealt with them wrong. He just put in Hurts. This is no good. I'm, I'm afraid we're going to get him destroyed. Uh, I say where I'm not an Eagles fan, but I'm afraid the Eagles are going to get him destroyed. And Wentz is the option anyways. What are you doing? That guy has proven what he can do. Uh, you trade him this offseason or you trade Hurts. You cannot have this going on. Tom, what do you think? I know you said something. Just a quick take here, and uh, I'm sure you guys have seen this. Eagles, you play out Hurts, let him play the season. Hope he plays well. Trade him at the end of the year because he's going to have values on a rookie contract. Somebody will want him. You bring in Wentz, you get him right. You have four or five weeks to get the offseason started early here. You're not making the playoffs, by the way. So you get you know Wentz's offseason started early, and you build around him properly. You get rid of uh, Howie. You get rid of Doug. You bring in a real offensive coordinator. Dan Orlovsky said he would love to coach. Mm-hmm. No. Interesting. I think <laughs> yeah. it's interesting at least. It's interesting. I think it would be interesting. I think it could well, be an interesting play. But, just don't uh, get Gase. Yeah, don't get gazed. But no, it's, I, I think that it's you build around Wentz into next year. Let Hurts play out the season. Let Wentz rest up. He, he's shell shocked behind that one. He's been hit two hundred times. Any quarterback would be running for his life back there. Ugh. All right. So, anybody else have anything to add on that game before we move on to the next game, which I think is one of the most interesting games of the week? All right, we're going to move on to Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Woo! Forty-seven point five. Uh, first things first, Buffalo's defense has improved with Edmonds' health. So this isn't the Buffalo defense that we saw when Edmonds was kind of banged up. He's kind of rounding into form. Um, but for me, a lot of it is Connor going to play because it does change their aspect. I don't think Snell's just a serviceable backup at best, nothing more. Uh, Connor really gives him a different element. And then the fr- I can't remember being more frustrated about a positional group than with Pittsburgh's wide receiver positional group. Uh Connor's good to go. That's good to hear. But for me, then give me Connor because is it going to be Claypool? Is it going to be Johnson? Is it going to be Juju? Which one of these guys is going to have that game? And against Buffalo, I need to know who White is covering because that's the guy I don't want to go after. So maybe an Eric Ebron game, possibly, just because of his red zone volume. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Josh Allen seems to, refound, to have found the form that he had early season. I uh, saw somebody mention 
Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. I think if he finishes the year the way he started, he could get into that conversation. He just had a rough stretch in the midseason that I, I think the voters are going to hold against him. But, man, he has been excellent. He's good on the ground through the air. Diggs, like, right up there leading the league in catches. Dawson Knox, two straight games. I called Dawson Knox in the beginning of the year, and he hasn't been healthy. And he's finally making me look like not an idiot. So I'm really – thanks, Dawson, for waiting so long. But uh, to me, I agree, they need to target Claypool more. Uh, there are too many drops. There were so many drops last week in that game. But if I'm going Buffalo, I'm going Josh Allen. I'm avoiding the backfield. Moss and Singletary, it seems like a week-by-week thing. It looked like Moss had that, and then he fumbled last week, and Singletary took over. So to me, give me Diggs. I want John Brown back because he opens that offense up. Give me Knox. And then on the other side, I want to see Claypool. They need to be getting Claypool the ball more. And Ebron, the two more, what I look at is the goal line. Uh, red zone type guys that are going to be big targets getting the ball in the end zone. And then Connor, because I don't think Buffalo is that good against the run on the other end. Again, you don't start running backs against Pittsburgh most of the time. So Tom, do you, do you have any different takes for this? So I definitely think that, um, yeah, it's, it's a passing game here. Um, I don't love the running backs in Buffalo. Like you said, they carry the hot hand. If whoever they decide they want to start with, if they start out poorly in their first couple carries, it seems like they're very quick to flip the switch, try to go to the other guy. And if he doesn't get it back, it's just back and forth all game. They can't stick with a guy if he's not crushing it. They won't let somebody get into a rhythm. Um, So I'm avoiding them. Um, Pittsburgh, same thing. I mean, James Conner, he's healthy, but uh, I still think it's going to be, you know, Roethlisberger and Josh Allen chucking the ball downfield. Um, Kevin Wilson said, I have Claypool and Johnson saying to know who to get touches. <sighs> I mean, that, that's really tough to say because it's going to be, like we said, who's Tredavious White covering? Um, I would think it's Claypool that he covers, so I would say Johnson gets more touches, but Claypool is a monster as well. I mean, he's massive. He's fast. Like, it's it's hard for anybody to cover that man. So, I don't know about you guys who you have for that that matchup. I would say Johnson, but by an edge, and it could go either way. Um, but what I wanted to touch on real quick, Gabriel Davis. I know yeah. John Brown, he's great and all, but Gabriel Davis last week in his replacement, three receptions, 70, or excuse me, 68 yards and a touchdown. The week before, three for 79 and a touchdown. I mean, he's doing pretty well, stretching the field a little bit. Um, I don't think that that's a bad option if you're looking, you know, for somebody that could have some big play potential and be pretty cheap, especially in DFS leagues. Um, but real quick, Pittsburgh's getting another loss. Travis, what do you think? So I think this is going to probably be a high scoring game this week. Um, that's just the way the game script for me is going to probably go. But I could see Pittsburgh getting down early in this game, especially if, uh, if you know, Diggs could get out and break open a couple because, like, that's the way you beat Pittsburgh is to get that receipt downfield receiver and get him the ball. Um, so, I mean, like, we could see a lot of a passing from uh, Pittsburgh to try to keep up because then uh, – after that, then, like, Pittsburgh would have to, like, throw the ball a ton. Uh, so, I mean, there could be enough volume to go around. I think it will be mostly a Juju and Deontay Johnson game. Uh, I, w- I would look for uh, uh, them to kind of put a stop to Claypool this week. Um, e- Ebron is also a good play uh, this week. Uh, you can beat uh, 
Buffalo, you know, the tight end position here. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Connor should be back this week. Um, no, you know, nobody else is doing anything in the backfield, but Connor, uh, they need Connor. Uh, we've seen over the last couple of weeks, they, they can't control a ball game without him. Uh, it should be big for them to get him back this week. Agreed. Yeah, definitely agreed on the James Connor news. Thanks for letting us know that uh, in our comments. But yeah, I was waiting for this. The Cole Beasley, the bees, man. He had a huge uh, half a uh, couple days ago. Was that yesterday? No, two days ago. Uh, but yeah, the bees, man. I really like him in this matchup. Uh, y'all have been killing it for me. I haven't really needed to add too much. Uh, our guests have just been on fire tonight as well. Obviously, you two boys always bring the heat. Uh, but if y'all really don't have anything else, let's close this out on our last game. The uh, the Monday night game, man, sees the Baltimore Ravens 6-5 and five against the Cleveland Browns 9-3. and three. Over under 45.5 points. I want to smash the over on this so hard. I just want this Monday night game to be epic between Baker and Lamar. Um, Baker last week, the quarterback three, a uh, huge week last week for him and kind of showed everyone why Hulu's been paying him all that money for those commercials. So on the opposite side, you see Lamar who had a get right game against the Dallas Cowboys quarterback six on the week, 25 and 25 points. Um, he goes up against the Baltimore or I'm sorry, the Cleveland defense this week who I think he's just going to eat up. Miles Garrett said to return, but we'll see about that. And then got to talk about my boy JK, right? Just come on, just feature this kid. Give him more than 15 touches a game. He's clearly the best back on this team. Uh, and I'm including Lamar in that mix, Tom. But just feed this kid the ball. Uh, we saw what he can do. He slashes, he blocks downfield, he does all of it. Just give this kid one featured game. Let's see it on Monday night. Um, Ryan, Tom, Travis, what do you got? Who wants to go next? I don't know. Uh, Dobbins, uh, I think he is the future guy this starting this week. I, they, they tried to kind of go to him uh, a couple of games ago before he came down with COVID, and I, I like and he was trending up, especially like as far as touches go. So I, I mean, I really, I really do love him for the fantasy playoffs. Um, like I will, I will start him in the flex, like in the fantasy playoffs. He's like a go-to guy for me right now. Um, e- even if it is a little bit of a tough matchup for him this week. Uh, the, you know, like this could, Andrews, Andrew, Mark Andrews also did come off the COVID list. I, I don't know if you, anybody's seen that. Um, you know, Lamar, Andrews, this should be a big week for those two to really connect. Uh, they both have good matchups this week. Um, and you know we we know how Baltimore likes to use their tight ends, and this is gonna just be a shoot them out, drag them out, you know, game. Like I, I definitely agree with that call that this is gonna be one of those high scoring games that you want to see. This is you know might be one of the best Monday night games of the year. Yeah, for me, I don't. I've been burned by both these teams offensively before. And, I mean, we were all joking and saying how stupid people sounded about when Odell's not in, the Browns' offense is going to be better. The Browns' offense has been better. Now, that did coincide with Nick Chubb kind of getting healthy again. 
So that doesn't necessarily mean a correlation because Nick Chubb, guys, is a monster, an absolute monster. So if I am looking at this week, you know that Chubb had 10 carries for 60 yards against them week one. That was that weird week where they kept giving Hunt the ball, but Chubb was very efficient with the ball. This week, Chubb has kind of taken hold of those lead back reins, and he's not really letting up. Like we were seeing in the comments, Hunt has kind of been killing a few of us. He just hasn't been getting the volume we were hoping he would get. Chubb has been too good, plus Baker's been more prolific in the air. They haven't had to run the ball as much. This week, I think they're going to have to run the ball, and I think Chubb is going to be the guy that gets uh, the benefit of that. So I am going to take Chubb. I love the comment about, is People Jones is this the start of something? I don't know. This isn't the week to, to think that People's Jones is a good play, in my opinion. I do like Jarvis just because he's so tough to cover. He's got those little underneath routes. Uh, other than that, on the other side of the ball, obviously I love JK, but that's not they're not that easy – you don't like Chubb? Oh, I love Chubb, man. It's not that easy to uh, – you don't like Chubb either because you have Hunt, Pinto, but I'm sorry. <laughs> Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league. He's a monster. Kareem He's the closest running back nine on the year, baby. Kareem Hunt is excellent back too. They really do have excellent backs. But Nick Chubb is the closest thing to Derrick Henry that exists in this league. When you talk about the explosiveness that he has, that Henry has as well, Nick Chubb is a monster. Uh, they got to separate those backs. You could have two top ten backs very easily on their own here. On the other side, again, though – JK, yes, I'm I'm with JK. They haven't featured him enough, so I'm a little bit afraid of him because I don't know what the hell they're doing. But JK is the obvious play here. Um, as for a receiver, Marquise Brown's kind of showing some life too. I don't like to trust Lamar. Tom, we've been over this a million times. But I just don't think he's a very good quarterback. But Marquise Brown has had a, enough big plays lately that I'm really about him. And then Andrews coming back should make Lamar look a little bit better. This is gonna. This, these are one of those division games that I don't really appreciate. They got blo- Cleveland got blown out week one by them, so I want to see. I think it's expected to be way closer than it was then. Um, but for me, this is not when when we've talked about some of these matchups, and I'm like, oh, smash it over. This is great, you know, Green Bay, Buffalo, all these, and I'm like, yes, this is not a game that I think is going to be crazy high scoring. I'm not going to fall for this Baker thing. This is a better defense he's playing, and Baker's has those ups and downs. I don't think that he's going to be that great. So for me, give me Chubb, give me Jarvis, and give me JK. And for the rest of this, I think there's a lot of high upside picks, but none of these floors are safe anymore. I don't trust Lamar as far as I can throw him. So for me, do y'all disagree with, with those takes on those particular guys? Like, or, or is there a guy that y'all are thinking, man, this is a week for him? So Kareem uh, Hunt. Uh, Kareem Hunt probably, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I don't trust Baker Mayfield. We've been over it. If you look at this year, five out of his 12 games, he's ended up below his projections as far as fantasy points are concerned. And, yeah, for two of them, he was pretty well over it in week seven and 13. But is that really what you want? Like, yeah, I want to see my projection and know that it's a conservative guess. And, hey, I'm going to smash that most weeks, right? Baker Mayfield, he's either way over it for – 5% 5% of the year, and then the rest of the year he's underneath his projections, and it's, he's missing. He's not playing well this season. Um, I don't want to play him. I'll play all the running backs in the world in Cleveland because, like we said, we have two top 10 running backs in the league on one team somehow. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think he's interesting. I think if you're in a dynasty league and you can spare the bench spot and he's somehow a, a you know free agent, could be worth holding on to going into the you know coming years. Um, you know, you look at 
their receiving core there, obviously, yes, it's Odell Beckham, but also Jarvis Landry. They're not young guys, uh, so you could see them move on from one of them. I believe Landry's contract ends somewhat, uh, you know, in the near future. So could see Peoples Jones over the next year or two become a, a decent option for him. Baltimore, um, yeah, Lamar Jackson's a running back. Great. We we all knew this. Uh, you look at last week, seventy percent completion percentage for a hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns, <laughs> but an interception. Um, but he did have ninety four rushing uh, rushing yards with a touchdown and a fumble. So he's turning the ball over, which is negating half of the points he's scoring. I just can't get with Lamar Jackson. I get he's the QB 10. Um, I don't even think that's actually updated. He's probably dropped because his points weren't that impressive last week. So I can't trust Lamar. If J.K. Dobbins could get the ball more efficiently, I'd be in on it. It could take some pressure off of Lamar too. But, I mean, this is the second game this year that Lamar was right at pretty much 100 passing yards. That's not efficient. So, oh, yeah, and watch out, Justin Tucker. Uh, missed a field goal. Uh, definitely going to be the worst kicker in the league for the rest of his life. No, he, Justin Tucker's still great. I mean, but that comment, the announcer curse is a real thing. Yeah, that, that comment, I actually feel like I have to share this. It was from our chat. Travis, you cool if I share what you just said? Because it made me laugh. They said, uh, yeah, I was saying how good the pair – they had two great backs, and they said, "Well, that's because one of them is a kicker." <laughs> during Hunt, so I think I think that's really accurate and hilarious thing. Arbus Wallace, thanks for uh, tuning in, man. Appreciate it. Good luck in the belly up bowl. Arbus Wallace, one of the guys that's qualifying for the play. Well, I don't know if he's locked the, the spot, but right now he'd be in the playoffs. So uh, appreciate you listening, man. And the last thing I want to add, something he brought up. Gus Edwards has kind of been a man possessed lately. He hasn't gotten the volume necessary, and I. I can see the justification for giving this to JK, but if Edwards gets his carries, man, that guy has really produced every time he's touched the ball. We got anything else to add on this game, fellas? Or are we going to kind of move into the summation? I got some shout outs for Belly Up Bowl to bring up yeah, later. For sure. Before we get into that, though, Ryan, Travis, thank you for coming on, my brother. Uh, let everyone know where they can follow you at, what you're working on, and we hope to have you back on soon. Yeah, no problem. Hell yeah. You can follow Travis yeah, at uh, DJ. I hope to be back on soon. Uh, just kind of been hanging out for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, guys. Travis is the guy that's – when he's not on the show, he's in the comments, and he has given us all the information we didn't know when the show started. He's the guy that keeps us up to date with, like, somebody just – confirmed in or somebody just confirmed out uh you'll see travis a lot in the comments keeping us on our toes and up to date with all the info so yeah we want to thank you travis that's been really awesome it's awesome having you on the show and it's awesome having you updating us in the chats keeping us on our toes and keeping us up to date with all the most relevant and new information man oh yeah so thanks travis everyone y'all can follow him on on twitter at t-j-s-u-m-p-t E-R-5-5. Travis, talk to you later, brother. All right, Ryan, take us into our Belly Up Bowl update. All right, guys. So we have one more week before playoffs. 
Anybody who's listening for the shout, I know some of you guys just listen for the shout outs. If you're on the bubble for playoffs next week, once playoffs are done, I'm going to reach out to everybody who's qualified. We're going to get this all settled down. We have a chat and we will go over how this works, but moving on to this week, Jamarcus Russell division. We have the lead scorer, Jim Jam, fancy football, our own uh, Jamil high score, second week in row, 146, 84. And then the, Playoff clinching, Cass 316, leading that division with 1535.58. Cass is the only one clinching in that division so far. Next, Kajana Carter. The high score this week was Jay Millard, Mahomes, and Otto at 158.72. And then the division leader is Good Time Junkie, who has 1584.2. Now, Good Time Junkie and Stesic 14 have clinched playoff spots. There's still one more to go in that division, at least one more to go in that division. Moving on to Lawrence Phillips, we have. High point this week, Ethan W. George with a 144.94. And then we have Raider Nation, Scott Davis at 11-2. Playoff clinching, Scott Davis. Well done with 1631.68. Well done. We have more spots in that division as well. Moving on to Manziel, we have the high score last week was Bushneck running on empty. Shout out Bushneck. I'm in quite a few leagues with that man. He did really well last week, 135.66. And we have Seahawk Mafia at 10-3 with 15 45.88 45.88 as the league division uh, leader. And he and Space Monkeys Inc. have qualified for playoffs as well. Congrats, guys. Moving on to Roberto Aguayo. We have high point this week, Russ J75. That guy's been at the top of this division almost all year. He's 11 and 2 with 1694.02 points. He has clinched. And we have a couple guys really fighting for those other spots right now. So it's all going to come down to this week. Moving on to Ryan Leaf. We have right now, it's all over, leading division at 10 and 3 with 1370.12. And we have the high point this week went to Jay Dalsbro, team Let's Go, with a 158.58. Nobody has technically clinched the playoffs in this division yet. So this is going to be a really, really interesting uh, week coming up. Moving on to the Boz division. The leader of that division is Matty Leo. He has 1601.84 points. Him and Diamond Mike USA have qualified at 10 and 3. Oh, no, excuse me. I said that earlier in the chat, too. There's one guy that can knock out one of those two guys, but both of those guys are likely qualified. And then the high point this week was Diamond Mike USA at 146.3. Titans fan 88, beating golf. I love your team name, man. You are a win out of qualifying. If you can knock out one of those guys, you are in the running to qualify. Moving on to Tim Couch, we have Slim Sucking Hogs leading that division at 9 and 4 with 1424.06. And then we have the high score last week of TK Legacy 15 at 135.12. We have nobody technically clinched in this division either, although at the moment as it stands, we have two wildcard divisions in this division. This is a very high-scoring division. Moving on to Tim Tebow, my division. We have the Whitmore Scotts Tots at 11-2, and two, leading that division with 1596.08. And then the high score last week, then a high score a lot of weeks, was Maker Mark Makers Mark 4 with 149.42. We have D. Whitmore and Smoke Wagons have qualified for playoffs. So I have a puncher's chance. I'm going to have to drop about a 300 burger to get into the playoffs if I need to. If I'm going to be able to do it. That's the only way I'm going to be able to do it. But congrats, guys. Moving on to Tony Mandarich. We have J.M. Bone, El Padrino, leading that division at 11-2 and two with 1627-28. He and Steph Lynn have clinched playoff spots. Also, high score this week was Craftmatic at 133.32. He's still in the playoff uh, run as well. Uh, we have, again, well, at least one more spot to qualify for that division. Trent Richardson, video game, leading that division 12-1, and one, was undefeated most of the year, totally clinched the playoff spot, 17-16-56. What a season, video game. Good luck, brother. 
And then the high score this week was AWH6172. His team name is Monkey Fighting Snakes. I love that team name. And he can clinch a spot next week with a win. Uh, otherwise, only video game has to clinch so far. And then uh, last but obviously not least, we have the Troy Williamson division. First place right now, Sean Dugan, 10 at 9-4. and four. He was also high point with a 177.66. That's a big record. That's my cousin, Sean. I do a group fantasy team with him. But he technically hasn't clinched either because there's a ton of high-scoring teams in this division as well. So there's actually every single spot is open. We will see what next week brings. But this is an exciting week, guys. Good luck to everybody that's involved. If you're not in the playoffs, we will be bringing it back next year, bigger and better than ever. We're going to be doing more next year. We're going to be giving more money to St. Jude. We want to get as much involvement as we can. It's been really fun for us. I hope it's been as fun for y'all. We really thank y'all for being involved. Uh, We couldn't have done it without you. Thank you so much for all the engagement we've had on the chats and so active on the trades and on the waiver wire, the free agency market. It's been fun getting to talk to everybody and getting to know everybody. So next week, I'm just going to let y'all know, I'm not going to be doing shout outs for next week for the high score. I'm going to be doing playoff updates and playoff news. We're going to be moving on to the season that counts. So good luck to everybody who's going to be coming, getting into the playoffs. If you haven't, come join me next year as I beat everybody and win the league next year. Like I said, I was going to do this year. Uh, But again, thank you so much. It's been a huge success. We raised a lot of money for St. Jude. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this all pans out. Need it again. Yeah. <laughs> Four times. Wow. This, this episode. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been great to see what we've done with the St. Jude Bowl, Ryan. You and Billy uh, have absolutely killed it. And everyone obviously couldn't do it without everyone, all the participants. So, gotta love that. Um, man, it's been a great show. It's fun to have all the, the new faces on here with us, guys. Ryan, Tom, let everyone know. Let's do the thing where they can follow you at. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, you can follow me at Real uh, Real Ryan Hicks. Um, what I'm doing now is honestly, I'm kind of building a database. I'll bring more info out that as this database becomes more realized because it's a big old project and it's going to be a while before I know exactly what it's going to be. So I'm kind of just grinding right now. Uh, but I'll be doing weekly content as usual. And then uh, obviously you can find me on Twitter, uh, on Sleeper, on Facebook, anywhere you want to find me. Uh, talk to me about football. I always love to talk about football. Thank you so much for the engagement we're getting in the comments. Uh, and other than that, good luck, guys. I know it's that time of year. Uh, thank you for listening. We're going to do our best to help you out unless you're playing us. And I hope you suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, always on Twitter. At, um, follow me at Bailey up Tom. Uh, like we always say, I mean, if you, if you find humor in watching the Eagles fans be in pain, then you'll enjoy my Twitter feed. Um, but um, what we're doing right now, Belly Up, uh, Belly Up Sports, we have expanded the football deport, uh, department greatly. We have a lot of great content coming out. The non-fantasy stuff, I know everyone here is, is here for fantasy, but if you like following stuff that's not necessarily uh, fantasy direct, um, Belly Up Sports, we have a lot of good stuff coming out right now. Uh, so check us out. We're getting bigger and bigger. And if you have an interest in writing, uh, feel free to reach out. We are expanding a lot at Belly Up Sports, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer, golf, any sport that you can think of, really, NASCAR. Um, yeah, we're looking for their, any of that, um, whether it's fantasy or not. So feel free to reach out to any of us. For sure. And then y'all can always follow me at Aggie Kappa Sig on Twitter. Um Really, right now, I'm just trying to grow our podcast stuff, right, Ryan? Uh, 
Ryan built or set up a Facebook page for us. Uh, we'll be having our interns start doing all that for us as well to kind of get it out there because we're not that good at it. All this stuff that we're doing <laughs> is from us. So we're going to have some 20-somethings in here helping us out, getting all this going. So please engage with us on there, and we'll get back to you um, on the follows and everything like that because it is very new. Uh, but follow us there on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, it's at on Twitter. It's at BU Fantasy Live. It's our podcast stuff right there, and then on Facebook as well. Um, Ryan, did you want to add something? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, guys, follow that uh, Twitter and Facebook. That's where most of our content is going to start getting pushed. We want to get it all there, so it's easy for you to find, easy for you to go through, easy for you to make fun of our takes or say, "God, those guys are brilliant." You know, we're going to have all of it in one place where you can find it easier. We're trying to consolidate everything right now. Forgive us. We're a little bit, for lack of a better term, old when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it's a little bit new for us at this moment. But give us a week or so. We're going to get all the social media stuff worked out together, and it'll be a lot easier and smoother for you to find us and look through our stuff. For sure. Then a little bit for me to our listeners. If anyone plays fantasy basketball, this is going to be my first year to play fantasy basketball. I'm going to be in two leagues with these guys. Uh, it was also my first year to play fantasy baseball, and our listeners helped me out with that. I came in third in that league, so I got the fourth overall pick. Draft starts tomorrow. DM me. Help me out with my pick, guys. I'll post it on Twitter for y'all tomorrow or maybe the next day, depending on how long it takes. So, guys, great show, great night. See y'all next week. Have a good one. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.